0: Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories, with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring workday.
1: Halloween night. A small American town.
2: Fifteen years ago.
3: Michael
1: Halloween. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil.
4: I think he'll come back.
1: Exploring uncharted territory. Been totally charted. Just talk. Sure, sure. The only reason she babysits to have them-
2: week.
0: Hey there it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're gonna cover the movie Halloween, the original from 1978. The studio was Compass International Pictures. The release date was October 25th, 1978. The running time 91 minutes, and it was rated R. The budget was only 320,000, and the box office took in a whopping 47 million. It was the 10th ranked movie of 1978. That would be the equivalent of 204 million today. Roger Ebert at the time gave it four out of four stars. Here's his review. First, he gives a quote from the great Alfred Hitchcock. I enjoy playing the audience like a piano. So does John Carpenter. Halloween is an absolute merciless thriller, a movie so violent and scary that, yes, I would compare it to Psycho from 1960. It's a terrifying and creepy film about what one of the characters calls evil personified. Right. Halloween is a visceral experience. We aren't seeing the movie... We're having it happen to us. It's frightening. Maybe you don't like movies that are really scary. Then don't see this one. Seeing it, I was reminded of the favorable review I gave a few years ago to Last House on the Left, another really terrifying thriller. Readers wrote me to ask how I could support such a movie. But it wasn't that I was supporting it so much that I was describing it. Essentially, you don't want to be scared, don't see it credit must be paid to the filmmakers who make the effort to really frighten us, to make a good thriller when quite possibly a bad one might have made much more money. Hitchcock is acknowledged as a master of suspense. It's hypocrisy to disapprove of other directors in the same genre who want to scare us too. It's easy to create violence on the screen, but it's hard to do well. Carpenter is uncannily skilled, for example, at the use of foregrounds in his compositions, and everyone who likes throwers knows that foregrounds are crucial. The camera establishes the situation, and then it pans to one side, and something unexpectedly looms up in the foreground. Usually it's a tree or a door or a bush, but not always and it's interesting how he paints his victims. They're all ordinary, everyday people. Nobody's supposed to be the star and have a big scene and win an Academy Award. The performances are all more absorbing because of that. The movie's a slice of life that is carefully painted in drab daylights and impenetrable nighttimes before its human monster enters the scene. We see movies for a lot of reasons. Sometimes we want to be amused. Sometimes we want to escape. Sometimes we want to laugh or cry or see sunsets. And sometimes we want to be scared. I'd like to be clear about this. If you don't want to really have a terrifying experience, don't see Halloween. That's the end of Ebert's review. One thing to note about Ebert, he wasn't a fan of what would become the slasher film genre, but he's so spot on about the original Halloween that it's essentially a Hitchcock type of film and not that much different than what Fatal Attraction became nine years later. Now, this particular episode for me is going to be like the episode for The Wizard of Oz. I'm not going to go through the plot because many of you already know it. Instead, I'm going to focus on the making of the film and the fun facts. And then I'm going to have a panel of guests up for some questions I came up with just for the film and the horror genre. All right, the making of the film. So the movie was shot in the spring. Therefore, to achieve the autumn season look, paper leaves were brought in and painted to look like it was October. The film was a collaboration between producer-screenwriter Deborah Hill and director John Carpenter. What both Hill and Carpenter liked about the horror genre was that every person is afraid of something, which is likely why the horror genre is something that has thrived through the history of motion pictures. Hill and Carpenter met on the film Assault on Precinct 13, which was released in 1976. That was Carpenter's second film. Hill was the script supervisor and assistant editor. The financiers of Halloween wanted a horror film based around the babysitters during Halloween. This idea primarily came from the executive producer, Erwin Yablons. Surprisingly, there had not been many films, if any films, about Halloween in particular. The broad theme gave Hill and Carpenter the inspiration to write the script for Halloween. Plus, Carpenter was super confident he could make the film in four weeks at the budget of $300,000. And because of that small budget, Carpenter was given complete creative control and had his name above the title. Carpenter and Hill started the writing process by coming up with a list of scares. Like if you're in bed with someone and they go to the kitchen to get something, when they return, the other person is wearing a sheet like a ghost. But it's not really the person you think under the sheet. They would take this list of scares as the foundation of the story and then write around them. Hill wrote the first draft, which had the dialogue of the teenagers. Carpenter wrote the first draft for the Dr. Loomis character and really brought in the evil elements of the story. It truly was a 50-50 collaboration between the two writers. So the opening scene in the film, set in 1963, was inspired directly from the 1958 film noir, Touch of Evil, which was directed by Orson Welles. At the time, the Steadicam was a fairly new invention, and it was used for the original Myers house scene. Considering most low-budget films at the time didn't usually worry about the look and the cinematography, having a Steadicam helped greatly in giving a visually pleasing feel to a very low-budget film. The other film that inspired Carpenter and cinematographer Dean Cunley was Chinatown from 1974, which was a neo-noir film that is shot brilliantly in a very creepy and sinister sort of way. While being filmed in sunny California, you wouldn't think of creepy, but they pulled off that vibe. And this is what Carpenter wanted to do with Halloween, as this neighborhood was supposed to be quiet, safe, and unassuming. Also, the obvious suspense and thriller inspirations came from the classic Alfred Hitchcock films, as both Hill and Carpenter grew up with these films, Psycho being the obvious connection. The shooting of the film only took 20 days. Donald Pleasant's scene took five of those days because that's all the budget could afford, but he was such a terrific actor and a professional that he understood what the character of Dr. Loomis called for and the short amount of time they had for him, so they were able to get all of his scenes filmed because of his preparation. However, Christopher Lee was the first choice to play Dr. Loomis, but Lee turned down the role along with the fellow Horror Hammer star, Peter Cushing. Lee later said it was the biggest mistake he made in his career turning down that Dr. Loomis role. Thankfully for everyone involved, Pleasance agreed to be in the film and he was perfect for the role. Carpenter said that Pleasance liked to test all the directors he worked with by finding out how much passion they had for the film they're making. Pleasance did this by saying he didn't understand the script nor liked it and that he was only doing the film because his daughter was a fan of Carpenter's last film. And this was his litmus test to find out if the director had the right stuff. While Pleasants had been on over 100 films and TV appearances by 1978, it was Jamie Lee Curtis's film debut. Curtis thought for sure she was going to be fired after shooting her first scenes because she thought she was terrible. But Carpenter called Curtis that night to tell her how he liked her shots and her work, and that relaxed her for the rest of the filming. Deborah Hill liked that Curtis was less refined, acting-wise, than the young actresses auditioning for the Laurie part at the time. Curtis had a freshness and realism that worked for the character better than the seasoned actresses. Their first choice was Annie Lockhart, but she turned down the role. But Hill loved the connection of having Janet Leigh's daughter being in the film, as of course Leigh was famous for being in Psycho. Carpenter said that horror films are the most fun to make because everyone is looser. Ironically, it's dramas and comedies that are less fun to him as everyone is so serious and uptight. Carpenter originally didn't want to give the Michael Myers character any sort of backstory, more like he arises as some sort of creepy evil element of nature. It would be more frightening that way since you couldn't predict this sort of madness. The filmmakers usually call Myers the shape rather than the character name. Nick Castle played Michael Myers, and he went to USC with John Carpenter. Castle would go on to co-write Escape from New York with Carpenter and direct The Last Starfighter himself. Carpenter just really liked the way Castle walked, and his gait was perfect to Carpenter. Castle jokes that he's a bit weirded out that Carpenter thinks he walks like a perfect serial killer. Carpenter didn't want Castle to overthink the walk, as he just felt the natural movement that Myers has is much creepier than putting some over-the-top walk or run into the fact The fact that Myers seems so nonchalant about going after his prey is the most horrifying thing of all. Due to the low budget of the film, the Michael Myers mask was the cheapest mask they could find at a costume shop. And if you didn't know already, it was a Star Trek Captain Kirk mask, which was later spray-painted white, they removed the eyebrows, and is now one of the most iconic masks of all time. It was featureless and demented, which is exactly what they wanted. Carpenter also said he was inspired by the French horror film Eyes Without a Face. It's also what inspired Billy Idol's song. The other mask was almost like a creepy clown, which they liked, but it didn't match the eeriness of the Shatner mask. By the way, Michael Myers is actually named after a British film distributor. Carpenter was grateful for his film support of the 1977 film Assault on Precinct 13, and this was Carpenter's tribute to him. Now, Halloween was truly a word-of-mouth type film. It didn't start like gangbusters out of the gate. It grew and grew over six months, which was the beauty of film back then. It was totally the opposite of films that start high and then fade. They also distributed the film independently because most major distributors were not interested. However, it turned into one of the most profitable independent films of all time. Okay, I'm going to give you some of my thoughts about the film. You know, it's a slower pace, there's more buildup and suspense, and that's, to me, what gives the original Halloween more credibility than typical slasher films that simply have more kills. This film essentially started the modern slasher film, and now I acknowledge that The Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the first back in 1974, but Halloween really set the template for almost every other slasher film in the 80s and beyond. One thing I noticed, did Dr. Loomis make a tactical error not calling a larger police force or the SWAT team to apprehend Michael Myers? Or do you just agree to not trying to scare the public at large? I don't know, but yeah, I know, it's a film after all. Some of my favorite scenes, so the one where Michael gets up after being stabbed while Lori sits in the hall unaware, and also standing in the doorway, Michael slowly fades into focus before slashing Lori on the arm as she falls over the stair railing we got to talk about the score because John Carpenter's score is truly iconic. It's so simple, and it's just eerie. It's really reminiscent in tone and vibe to the violin screeches of Psycho, or the Jaws theme. And also, you probably don't even realize until you watch it, there's next to no blood shown in the entire film, and barely any special effects. It's the score that gives a scary vibe the entire way, not the visual gore. It's not what you see, it's what you don't see, and that's what's horrifying. Carpenter wrote the entire score in three days. Carpenter's father taught him as a child a 5-4 time on the bongos, and Carpenter used this rhythm pattern as the foundation of the theme written as an octave on a piano. And just like that, film score history was made. Much like the score in Rocky, Halloween wouldn't be an iconic classic without the score. Now, for those that haven't seen the film, the quick synopsis is that on Halloween night in 1963, a young boy named Michael Myers stabs and kills his teenage sister after she had sex with her boyfriend. Michael then goes outside, he's still dressed in his Halloween costume, holding a large kitchen knife, and then he's found by his parents who have returned home. Michael is then sent to a sanitarium for 15 years and then breaks out the day before Halloween in 1978. Michael is now 21 years old and has returned back to his abandoned childhood home to kill anyone and everyone.
1: You ever done anything like this before? Only minimum security. I see driveway is a few hundred yards up on the right. The only thing that ever bothers me is their gibberish. When they start raving on and on. You haven't anything to worry about. He hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. Are there any special instructions? Just try to understand what we're dealing with here. Don't underestimate it. Don't you think we could refer to it as him? If you say so. Your compassion's overwhelming, Doctor. What do I give him when we take him in front of the judge? It's our zine. will barely be able to sit up. That's the idea. You're serious about it, aren't you? Yeah. You mean you actually never want him to get out?
4: Never, never. Never.
1: Then why are we taking him up to Hardin County if you're just gonna walk... Because that is the law. Here we are. Since when did they let them wander around? Pull up to the main gate. Shouldn't we go could- on? Oh, move. Stop here. Shouldn't we go on up to the hospital and wait? The evil is gone. All right, I got
0: it. <sighs> the main characters are Laurie Jamie Lee Curtis, whose father is trying to sell the old Myers house, and she is the main target of Michael, likely because she reminds him of his sister. And Dr. Loomis, played by Donald Pleasence, who is Michael's psychiatrist at the sanitarium and knows what type of destruction he's capable of. Lori also has two close friends, Linda, played by P.J. Souls. She was in the movies Carrie, Stripes, and Rock and Roll High School. And then Annie, played by Nancy Loomis. No connection to Dr. Loomis. Nancy Loomis was actually married to the production designer on Halloween. P.J. Souls was married to Dennis Quaid at the time.
1: We have three new cheers to learn in the morning. The game is in the afternoon. I have to get my hair done at five and the dance is at eight. I'll be totally wiped out. I don't think you have enough to do tomorrow. Totally. As usual, I have nothing to do. It's your own fault and I don't feel a bit sorry for you. Hey, Linda, Lori, why didn't you wait for me? We did. Fifteen minutes. It totally never showed. That's not true. Here I am. What's wrong, Annie? You're not smiling. I'm never smiling again. Paul dragged me into the boys' locker room. Exploring uncharted territory. It's been totally charted. I just talk. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. sure. Old Jerko got caught throwing eggs and soaping windows. His parents grounded him. He can't come over to her. I thought you were babysitting to me. The only reason she babysits is to have oh, a place to. Oh, shit. There. I have a place for that. I forgot my chemistry book. So who cares? I always forget my chemistry book, and my math book, and my English book, and my, let's see, my French book, and, well, who needs books anyway? I don't need books. I always forget all of my books. I mean, (laughs) it doesn't really matter if you have your books or not. Hey, isn't that Devon Graham? I don't think so. I think he's cute. Jerk, speed kills. Guy, can you take a joke? You know Annie, someday you're gonna get us all into deep trouble. Totally. I hate a guy with a car and no sense of humor. Well, are we still on for tonight? I wouldn't want to get you in deep trouble, Linda. Oh, come on, Annie. Bob and I have been planning on it all week. All right. The Wallaces leave at 7. I'm babysitting the Doyles. It's only three houses down. We can keep each other company. Oh, terrific. I've got three choices. Watch the kids sleep, listen to Linda screw around or talk to you. We're so mad. Here, save when you don't. Me girl. What time tonight? I don't know yet. I have to get out of taking my little brother trick for Treats for Bob. Funny. See ya. Bye. Bye. <sighs> oh look. Look where? Behind the bush. I don't see anything. Can guy who drove by so fast, that one you yelled at? Oh, subtle, isn't he? Hey, creep. Laurie, dear. He wants to talk to you. He wants to take you out tonight. Right there. Poor Laurie. Scared another one away. It's tragic you never go out. You must have a small fortune stashed from babysitting so much. Guys think I'm too smart. I don't. I think you're wacko. Now you're seeing men behind bushes. Well, home sweet home. See you later. Bye. Bye.
0: Alright, some fun facts. So, Annie's little sister Lindsay is watching the original The Thing from Another World on TV. Of course, Carpenter would famously remake that film in 1982. Kyle Richards, who plays Lindsay, became very popular many years later due to the reality show The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The fictional town of Haddonfield, Illinois, is based on producer screenwriter Deborah Hill's actual hometown in New Jersey. Keeping with the psycho theme, the character of Sam Loomis is used because it was a character name in Psycho. The character of Laurie is named after John Carpenter's first girlfriend. Now, this is a super cool, fun fact that I just learned while researching this film, and I actually have a personal connection. The character of Lindsay is actually named after Deborah Hill's best friend's daughter, which is Lindsay Arendt. Now, I actually worked with the real-life Lindsay Aaron at Yahoo when she was a financial news anchor at Yahoo Finance Vision, which was my first job out of college. I wish I had known that back then. She's also in the movie The Fog, briefly, which, of course, is another John Carpenter film. Now, in the original Halloween, which we were talking about, it's the only time you see Michael Myers' face after Laurie rips off his mask towards the end of the film. There were two additional scenes that were filmed for the TV version since the film wasn't long enough for a two-hour broadcast. All right, that's it for me. Now it's time for the seven special guests, and we have a good time talking about all things Halloween. And I came up with some specific questions, 10 of them, for each of our guests. So have a good time with that. And I'll be back next week for yet another random movie in my DVD collection. All right, we are back. And to kick off the interview section of Halloween 1978, uh, we have the great Ian Wadley from the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Welcome back, Ian oh yeah glad to be here brother okay the, f- the first question i'm gonna ask everyone when is the first time you saw halloween
5: first time i saw halloween um i would say was 80 or 81 and it was a re-release of halloween i didn't see it okay the original uh you know i was four when it came out i believe when i was five or six i saw it yeah i don't think it was at the drive-in, I think it was at the town cinema that I talked to you about in a previous episode, you know, the local yep. exploitation theater uh, in my Great. town. Uh, same place, oddly enough, where I saw Halloween 2. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Now, now, now that, that I did see right when it came out. But, yeah, um, I saw it in theaters, but but on a re-release.
0: Okay, now the next question is going to be of the, of the sequels. I'm assuming you like some of the sequels, maybe some of the remakes, some of the reboots. So what are what is your what is your favorite besides the original? Unless the original isn't your favorite.
5: Uh no no, the original is definitely the favorite. I mean it's okay. just, It's I mean got it. It's Halloween. It's perfect. Yeah sequels funny you should say that because i think that halloween is actually one of the uh worst fa- franchises
0: <laughs> oh interesting,
5: uh, interesting. Uh, and I'm, I'm such a huge fan though of certain movies uh you know but i i i like maybe five or six of them uh if i had to pick a favorite sequel uh, <laughs> uh this this will get me blacklisted three season season, i am a huge season of the witch fan i was since the the day it came out i saw that i know i saw that at the metaview theater but I i i don't know maybe i was just you know smart for my age when i saw it but i also read (laughs) fangoria you know at eight years old so (laughs) i knew i knew it didn't have michael myers i i loved what they were proposing that, okay, we ended, you know, you know, in my mind you shot the fucker in both eyes and then you yeah. blew him up at the end of two. I mean, That's I right. mean, what do you, what do you do? And to me it would have made it even more perfect if they would have left it off there, you know, it's yeah. like, okay. You know, uh, and I love that we could have had a Halloween movie every year that was just Halloween themed. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it's a genius idea, but no, people want to be spoon-fed the same shit instead of a new idea. You know, especially f- from like 4 on he became more like Jason. And yeah. and and that's what I I hated this like, you know, I mean he was strong, you know, and he had you know, you just assumed he had like crazy man retard strength, but I, <laughs> I think th- th- the scariest thing about part 1 is it just seemed real. Right. Like it could ha- it could ha- it could happen. And that's what to me was most terrifying. Uh, you know, and then by four, you know, he's, he's putting his thumb through somebody's fucking head and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people love part four. I thought it sucked. I saw it in the theater the day it came out and I was what, probably in eighth grade and I knew it was stupid, you know, five sucks, six sucks, H2O sucks, resurrection sucks. Oddly enough, I, I do like the, the zombie ones. Uh, for what they for what they are, uh, to me, you know, those were the best since part three. I mean, part two I like, but already part two was of the Friday the Thirteenth era, where it's more about the the bloody kills and like, how the fuck does he dunk that chick's head in the hot water, and not burn the fuck out of his hand, you know? How, how does her how does her skin fall off, but not his? Right, you know. But uh, you know, I did like the it's his sister, uh, mm-hmm. you know, reveal. But, uh, you know, and then of the new ones, I liked 2018, Uh, you know, I had my issues with it, you know, that Dr. Sertan shit was fucking retarded, but there was other elements I liked. Uh, You know, I I don't know if I like fucking, you know, Laurie Strode turning into Ripley from fucking Aliens, Right. you know, know, and then there was some great kills and Halloween Kills, but you know, that that evil dies tonight, get the fuck out of here, (laughs) you know. That shit's just horrible. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with Halloween Ends, but you know what? I'm going to see it
4: and there I'm going to buy it. Because
5: right. I'm going to buy all this shit. Eventually, yep. I'm going to get I'm going to get the four Ks of fucking uh, four and five, and I don't even <laughs> like them. But because <laughs> you're a completist, uh, yeah, I, I know. But but the, the scary thing is, I think I like more Friday the Thirteenth movies. Well, no,
0: that I do, that, uh, that will be a question, so we'll we'll get there. Oh, but, okay, all uh, right. So the, the third question is: If you ignore the future backstory, just concentrate on the original film. What is your th- theory about why Michael Myers killed his sister, or and or kills in general? If you just think about this movie,
5: I, I just think he's crazy. You, you know, I you know I, I think some people are just you know wrong from the get go. Right. And uh, and I I love that, and I, I love the lack of explanation. Right, You know, in the first one, you know, I think that's truly scary. You know, like you don't know why he's doing it, but he's compelled to do it. Mm -hmm. And I I like that he did things that would be humanly possible. Mm -hmm. Like even the first one where where he stabs four eyes, you know, and he lifts him up off the ground.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah, that that
5: that would be hard to do. But a buddy of mine, I saw him do it in a bar fight. And I remember thinking like, holy shit, that can happen, (laughs) you know, somebody. But he was like crazy. Yeah. You know my friend, so yeah. it's plausible. But that's what scared the shit out of me. You know, uh, you know, so, something could happen. I, I just think he was a it was a bad seed. Yeah, uh, and, and I think that's that's far more scary and entertaining than the Curse of Thorn. <laughs> you know, or any of that bullshit <laughs> they got into.
0: So, what is your favorite scene and or kill in the original? There weren't that many. That's what's great about the original. You yeah, think well, it's like, uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah.
5: yeah well, it, it's it's another thing. It's almost like Psycho.
0: Exactly, you know, it's
5: you, like a Hitchcock film. You, you think you saw something you didn't. There was exactly. almost no blood in in Halloween. No, and re- really, I mean, probably the most brutal is Judith in the beginning. Yeah, agree. Uh, you know, and then, you know, Four Eyes gets you know stabbed, uh, and Annie and uh, oh, the other one, you know, they get strangled and stuff. Yep. I don't know. I, I think it would be Four Eyes getting it. Just yeah. that whole lifting them off the ground, and then when he stabs them, and then. You know, the head tilt that yes. you know, they ruined, that, that ruined in the sequels. I mean, it, it's a perfect moment, but you, you don't have them do it every time you kill somebody. Exactly. You know, but the way it's done and, you know, the way Nick Castle uh, did that in, in the original is is just phenomenal. And and I, I think that's what makes it so eerie is almost like w- what an insane person or a child would do would just kind of, hmm, what did I just do?
0: You yeah, he's know, admiring your of work.
5: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know. So yeah, I think that'd probably be my favorite in the first one.
0: Okay, uh, of the three classic slashers, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, and Freddy, uh, which are your favorite? Which is your
5: favorite? It's kind of hard because I think all three of them have certain things that they excel at that make them great. With 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 Michael Myers, it's the creepiness and that mask. I mean, <laughs> the original Halloween mask, the Shatner mask.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, uh,
5: which is, you know, that's one thing I will give the new Blumhouse ones. At least they got the mask right. Mm-hmm. You know, how fucking hard is it to do? But, uh, <laughs> you know, hats off to Christopher Nelson for fucking figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, Michael just has that iconic mask that scares the shit out of you. That yeah. Just no emotion. Uh, Jason, you have the brutality mm-hmm. factor. You know, there's nobody as brutal as Jason. No. But with, with, with Freddy, you have the personality with, with Freddie, you know, to me it's it's all about the first three, sure. And and and, and then it then it becomes Looney Tunes. Yeah, and, it's
4: hilarious. So you know,
5: yeah, you're not even scared of it any, anymore. It's you're you're waiting for that Schwarzenegger one liner. <laughs> right. You're not actually scared. <laughs> sure. I mean, I remember. I always say there there is three times that I think I've actually been scared in the theater, and probably a lot of that has to do with me seeing horror movies at a very young age. So probably desensitized. But Freddy Krueger, in, in the original Nightmare, when you saw him run, yeah. scared scared the living shit out of me. Because as a kid, I would watch the Friday the 13th and the, uh, and the Halloween movies. And the way I would justify going to sleep at night is they walk so slow. I'm like, right. I can run away from them. They'd never kill me because I'd run away. They'd never <laughs> catch me. Yeah, And then I remember be, being 10 years old and seeing Nightmare on Elm Street. When he started running... I had a hard time getting to sleep that night. I'm like, how the fuck I get away from this motherfucker. That's a great you know?
0: point. Yeah. It's like the, the original mummy, like, you know, he always sauntered, but he caught everyone. But yeah, yeah. you're totally right. You're totally right. Uh, yeah. so, it, so this is a great transition. If you were being stalked by a psycho killer, how would you take them out? I wouldn't, I
5: wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm too big. I have bad <laughs> cardio. Uh, you, you know, I it, just yeah, I would hope it was quick, you know, and cinematic. <laughs> You know, okay. I, I've, I've always said that, you know, I, 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 I mean, my ideal way to die would be a shark, you know, <laughs> because people will remember that shit. You know, who wants to be the guy that died from cancer, you know, or, sure. you know, his pancreas gave out. You know, right. like, hey, what, what, whatever happened to eat? Oh, that motherfucker got ate by a shark. You know, <laughs> shit. You know, that, that's something to talk about that's true uh but but yeah as, as far as those uh the other killer i'd be dead i'd be deader than a fucking doornail because i do everything in life that gets you killed in a horror movie you
4: know
5: i <laughs> I, I make horrible life choices you know I, I i drink i do drugs i have sex you know i'm, I'm dead yeah. i'm out i'm page one. I, I would die before the black kid that's that's how bad <laughs> you know i would die in a horror movie
0: That was a perfect uh, question for you. Uh, The next question: the favorite horror movie or scary movie theme or and or score for you? See, that's that's ones that stick out to me
5: so much would be uh, Psycho, of course, Mm -hmm. which has been ripped off so many times and so bastard. Of course, Halloween.
0: And actually, I love. They're both simple, but they're perfect.
5: Oh yeah, you know, and and they're also music, like, like Friday the 13th, you got the that, sch-sch-sch! you right, know, right. It, 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 that, to, that to me isn't even a theme, it's a sound effect. Yeah. You know, ha- Halloween and uh, Psycho and Jaws, I mean, those are the top three. You yep. know, I used to put it, I used to have the soundtrack to Jaws 2 on vinyl when, when I was a little kid. And in my bedroom, I had like this weird blue carpet that almost looked like the sea. <laughs> and I, I, I used to put, I put the Jaws record on in my room and I would run out of the room and then I would practice running down the hall and jumping from the door <laughs> to my bed and not touching it because like that was the sea and Jaws could get me. Right. I, mean, I was a very, I was a very stupid kid, you know, I did stupid. <laughs> but stuff athletic. Like but athletic. Yeah. 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 Back then. Back then. <laughs> you know.
0: So the, the psycho killer wouldn't have killed you as a youngster, just uh, just yeah. as you got older.
5: I love yeah. how you keep asking me all these questions, like what's my favorite, and I just give you three. <laughs> I, I can't pick one, you know.
0: That's fine. Like that, not, not everyone can limit to one. I, well, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm Switzerland. I'm Switzerland.
5: <laughs> I'm neutral. I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, this, I'm gonna make it another hard one for you. What's your favorite John Carpenter movie?
5: Ooh, um, that's easy. The thing. Okay, that's what I thought. The, the, yeah. You know, I mean, Halloween is what it is, but uh, the thing is a masterpiece.
4: Mm-hmm. And,
5: uh, another one I got to see in the theaters on, nice. on, on the screen and it was, it was amazing. And it w- what's funny, you know, that people talk about, you know, the backlash because it came out the same year as ET true story. I've only seen ET once. Wow. <laughs> and, and I missed the first 20 minutes cause the line was so fucking long to get in.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, but it did nothing for me. Uh, now I had some ET toys cause it was just part of the lexicon, part of the culture, but as sure. far as, you know, I, I had the E.T. finger that you could put on your finger that, that
0: you know. the lights up?
5: Yeah, lights up and shit. But as a movie, I'm like, eh, maybe I need to check it out again. I don't know. People love that shit. But to me, it was all about the thing. I want to see an alien. I want to see the fucking thing. Uh, the best practical effects ever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, j- just the the performances, the tension in that. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is so I watch it over and over and, you know his masterpiece and it's just, you know, it's great that it's revered as much as it is now, but it's so sad what it did to his career. Yeah. uh, And it did to his esteem when it bombed,
4: Mm -hmm. you know,
5: that cost him, he was supposed to direct Firestarter, Right. And, and he lost that because of the, the return on, uh, on, on the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And actually it's the right way to do a remake, you know, it completely stands on its own. Oh yeah, I mean, most people, uh, yeah, probably don't even know it's a remake, right? You know, <laughs> and I, I, I do because my mom actually one of my mom's favorite movies is the original. So yeah, yeah, yeah and which is shown in the original Halloween. Yeah,
5: the thing exactly. from other planets. So one of the movies that
0: that Lindsay and uh, they're watching on TV. Uh, yeah, uh, but no, the
5: the, yeah. the the thing by far
0: awesome. Uh, what? Why do you think? And you kind of brought this up. Why do you think that the common horror slasher trope of having sex as a teenager equals getting killed? Why did that become a thing?
5: It's a cautionary tale. These films are designed and marketed for teenagers Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's something they can relate to. You know, you're at a time in your life where that's all you care about. Uh, So, you know, if, if you're watching that as a kid or a teenager, you can relate to it. Either you're the guy that's trying to get laid or, you know, you're the teenage girl that's trying to avoid having to put out. But, you know, you got to do it, you know, <laughs> and, and, and and just that in and of itself is a scary thing. Sure. Uh, you know, and then you add a horror element to that. And um, it can be used as a, as a morality tale because, you know, it's always the girl who doesn't put out that survives. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. So it's kind of a sick. Uh, I would consider that a very American style storytelling you know, with Puritan values. Exactly. Uh, right. Even though it's, it's funny that people who would claim those values the most are the people that hate horror movies and, and <laughs> <Exactly. you> know, <laughs> would, would go protest outside of them, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just think it, it works great. You're just covering what kids are either doing or what they want to be doing. And everybody likes to be scared. I don't care what you say. I mean, everybody likes to be scared to an extent, I believe.
0: The thrill, yeah. More than any other genre, horror lends itself to countless sequels. We brought it up. You know, why is this? And especially when most of these endings, as you again brought up, could have been finished in the first film. So why why, why is horror constantly... I mean, it's probably an obvious answer, but why why is it constantly uh, set itself up for, for remakes and, and sequels?
5: Well, yeah, I mean, the obvious answer is money. Right. Uh, a, a horror movie, when it's successful, is a humongous profit maker. Normally they are made with unknown stars with young mm-hmm. actors. So you're not paying them shit. Right. Uh, once you find one that's proven successful, you, you know, you, you can pick any writer. They already have half of it written. Cause you have, you know, whatever, you know, history is set up in the first one. Okay. So you got half of it written. Now you just got to write, you know, a couple of, you know, three more teens who nobody cares about. <laughs> It's just easy and lazy filmmaking. Yeah. But, you know, it's something we're all kind of to blame for, too, because we go out and see it.
0: Every single time.
5: Yeah, we admitted it. But you admitted it for the next one. It's unfortunate because I, I love, uh you know, an original story. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, you know, that's the direction we need to go in. But I'm a sucker for sequels. I You know, I've seen every Police Academy movie and I love them. <laughs> so, so I own them on Blu-ray. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, I, I'm so bad. I even watch A Mission to Moscow. But you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know I, I'm always excited, and, and I'm ready for the next original story. Yeah. And and, and I, I I give them I give them a shot. Unfortunately, you, you know, I think I lived through the golden era. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, you know and then I saw what it became with with Scream. And uh, I know what you did last summer. And you know, we're kind of in a I think we're starting to get out of it, but there was the whole horrible trend of the the found footage and the uh, you know this paranormal activity right crap, which doesn't scare me at one bit. I was so dis- I remember going to see Blair Witch, mm-hmm. you know the hype the hype around Blair Witch when it came out, and and I watched. It, I was like, what the fuck, you know? It, it, it's it's all I got's a headache.
0: Yeah, a shaky know? cam.
5: Yeah, you know it, you know. I, I actually like Blair Witch Two better. You know, mm. I, I know everybody hates Blair Witch Two, but I was like, God damn, that's that's more my style than the, you know, just running around the woods with a fucking camera. You know, sure. I wasn't scared at all. And Paranormal Activity, you know, uh, uh, you know, I I love my slashers, but you know, it went the way of like Cock Rock. Yeah. There was yeah. some. There was there was some good slashers, and then there was a million imitators, and it yep. just got more and more diluted became more and more about comedy and one-liners than it did actually scaring people right and that's that's what i want is something that 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 scares me you know or you know gives me the 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 creeps you know yeah
0: well you're right you lived through the height whether it be in the 70s seeing rosemary's baby the exorcist omen obviously halloween and then going into the 80s i mean well, what a perfect setup to to that era oh, yeah yep. yeah i mean
5: yep. it, it was great i wouldn't I, I wouldn't, you know, give it up for anything, you know. Like Ralph's always say, you know, he got to see the best concerts and the best tours, and uh, yeah, you know, you know. I, I think he, I think Thrasher Die was on the soundtrack to Birth of a Nation, you know. <laughs>
4: Birth of a Nation joke never Look, never gets old.
0: It never gets old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go. I would say go see Birth of a Nation, but I don't think anyone could handle it today. No, I don't even know if it's the content, the length, or the it's in black and white and silent, but it's all. I don't think the generation could handle it.
5: Yeah, 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 yet it could
0: still trigger. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. As always, thank you so much, Ian. Thank you, brother. Pleasure to be here. All right, we're back with Grown Up Rock's Stephen Michael. He's going to discuss the original version of Halloween with me. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Hey, Bron Davis. What's going on, buddy? Well, we're going to get back. We're going to get into all my 10 questions that I have for all the guests. So this is going to be a lot of fun. So you've been prepped. So you'll have good answers for this. When we were discussing this, I think the last time you saw this film probably is right around the time it came out. So when was the first time you actually saw this film? Well, I can tell you for sure
2: that I didn't see it in the movie theater because it's 1978. I would have been a little bit young for that. Okay. Uh, So my guess is, is, and this is purely a guess my guess is i probably saw it several years later maybe in the early 80s uh probably like around 81 82 somewhere in around there and i'm sure i must have seen it on if they had videotapes back then (laughs) probably a videotape (laughs) beta
0: (laughs) it would have been beta
2: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's probably uh when i first saw it would be my guess
0: okay so that's actually a perfect segue and to the next question, which would have been the sequel came out I, in 81. And so do you care about any of the Halloween sequels, the, the vast remakes, the reboots? The, are there any of them you like or do you just ignore them? I got to be honest. I don't ignore them because I'll pretty much watch
2: anything. But as far as caring about the Halloween sequels, nah, I definitely mm-hmm. don't care about the Halloween sequels. Uh, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, I'm sure I've seen... Some, but not all of them, especially like I don't think I've seen the latter ones that um, uh, Rob, Zombie. Rob Zombie directed and stuff like that. So some of them are, are uh, decent. Some of the ones I've seen have been OK, and some have been just dumb. But that's that's my best recollection in terms of the Halloween sequels. So you which, would
0: say that the original is your definite favorite if you had to pick?
2: Oh, for sure. Which yeah. which one which one should I see?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's the second one is is OK, because it continues the story, at least. Uh-huh. Uh, I find the third kind of fascinating because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's almost like a, a separate movie on its own. After that, I kind of checked out. They all blend in for me. So, uh, yeah, I would say see the second just if you want to see what happens uh, based on the first film.
2: Well now that's one that I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure that I've seen, but I can't yeah. remember it. What about this uh Halloween kills? Is that any good? I've actually never seen it, so there you go. <laughs> it, it's got I'm, a, I'm, pi- a it's got yeah. a picture of Michael Myers on the cover, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, I I should probably see the the Ones with Jimmy Lee Curtis towards the end, when she's an adult, uh, part of the reason I the part of the reason I love the first one is it really isn't a slasher film per se. It's almost like a Hitchcock suspense film. There aren't that many kills, a hundred percent. And that's one of the things that hit
2: me uh, yesterday when I was watching this movie. And I, I don't think that this is, in terms of us doing an actual review. I don't think that's what you want me for this episode for. But uh, one of the things that no, was.
0: Tell me what you got.
2: (laughs) I mean, that was one of the things that was really apparent. I was like, okay, there's really not that many kills in this movie, and it's definitely not that gruesome in terms of kills. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it just isn't it wasn't what i remember and the other thing i remember uh remember about watching this yesterday was that because it was filmed in 78 there are some mm-hmm. things that are apparent in the movie that don't even exist today for the most part like uh, the uh laundry room that was detached from the house right and like uh you know almost in the backyard like you don't see that kind of shit anymore
0: no that's a great point and yeah speaking of the kill i don't remember really seeing blood and if it, there is, it's it's not that much. Very very
2: little. There are a couple times where there's a little bit of blood, but it was shitty uh, movie blood back then. So it wasn't. That's right. You know, you're kind of desensitized nowadays.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the next question is: If you ignore the future backstory, and actually this is probably easy for you since you didn't see all the the future films for the most part, uh, why do you think? What is your theory of why Michael Myers, you know, kills his sister or just kills in general? All right, so this is a classic deranged serial killer profile, Brian.
2: Okay, here, here it is for you. I'm going to profile this because, you know, my previous jobs in the FBI uh, right. warrant this. Dr. <laughs> Steven. Yeah, yeah, all bullshit to your listeners. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so the uh, his parents ignored him and his, and his sister was supposed to take care of him. Uh, but on numerous occasions— uh, she also ignored him and, uh, while she was ignoring him, she was having sex, which he witnessed as a child. And that That's sort right. of burned out a brain chip, uh, for him. So that night he decided to put an end to all of, uh, the, the ignoring and decided that, uh, he wanted to kill her. Uh, he loved how it felt in a sense, let him continue on his killing spree, because we know that most serial killers, it starts with burning a bug for Michael Myers. It started with killing his sister and he just liked the feeling that it gave him. So they continued to do it. Right.
0: Yeah. I love uh, actually, absolutely. I love that answer, which I'm going to skip to the next question was kind of lower on the list, but why do you think that the common horror, you know, slasher trope of having sex as a teenager equals you know, becoming killed, you know, you get killed, uh, because of it. Oh, oh this is, a
2: hundred percent easy to answer. So this mm-hmm. is, this is something that was perpetrated by the old school parents, mm-hmm. much like, uh, don't go swimming till two hours after you eat, right? <laughs> you eat. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just another thing perpetrated by the old school parents because they wanted to detour kids from having sex. So it's, they create these myths, who the hell knows where they come from. There's a million of them out there, but this is just one of many myths, uh, that, uh, is created to to detour kids from doing things. And it was much more prevalent in the, uh, fifties and sixties, uh, which probably if you trace this back, that's when you first started seeing this type of thing appear, uh, Mm -hmm. You know, the same type thing with uh, don't smoke pot because it'll kill you or whatever. You know, a million different things, right?
0: Sure. Like, uh, did you ever see Reefer Madness when the, from the 1930s? It was like the dangers of, of weed. And it's basically a guy playing the piano really fast. So,
2: Yeah, all, completely. All this stuff. <laughs> and and now, I mean, look, now they create uh, sex that uh, can kill you, right? With the whole right. uh, uh, auto-asphyxiation and so on.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Which actually would have been a perfect uh <laughs> kill. So that leads me to my next question. Uh what, what's your favorite scene and or uh kill in the film? And there aren't that many kills, there's like three or four. So
2: right. So there's not that many uh scenes in the movie that revolve around that. So for me, it was pretty easy. The the best kill in Halloween is when he pins the guy up with the knife. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> you know, to the door. The other the other best uh death scene or kill scene is when uh jamie lee curtis discovers all the bodies right
0: right right
2: that's that's kind of cool but one of the things that i was laughing about so when when he pins the guy up to the door and kills him uh there's no way in hell a the knife was long enough to go through his whole body and (laughs) pin him to the door and two Uh Uh, his body weight would have yanked that knife right through him. Probably there. It wouldn't have held him up, I guess is my point. Uh,
0: So you decided not to suspend disbelief for this. This is the problem. When we get older, this is what we do. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to analyze the kill scene. Come on. Absolutely. And I appreciate it. That's what I want. Uh, of this. the 80s were like ripe for the the horror hero, if you want to call them that. So of the three classic slashers, Michael Myers, Jason, and Freddy, uh, who's your favorite? I got to say, I'm sort of a Freddy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and in part, one of the, the reasons that I'm drawn to Freddy mostly is because he's sort of a smart-ass killer. And I yeah. love that, right? He's always got these little smart, cheesy quips and things like that. Whereas, you know, both Jason and Michael Myers, they didn't, they never said anything, you know, they just kill.
0: Okay. So if you were being stalked by a psycho killer or anyone, uh, how would you take them out? Psycho killers are typically stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know because some of the, the most um, famous serial killers are actually very intelligent.
2: Yeah, but those guys are real. We're talking about the <laughs> stupid movie the psycho movie. killers. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Super super dumb. I would set a trap and then end them. Uh okay. but but as soon as I ended them, I would one uh remove their head and then right. I, and then I would burn them because as we all know, fire kills everything.
0: That it has to. It goes back to Frankenstein. That's that's how you kill Frankenstein. But even he would. So there you go. Yeah, um, so- So that would definitely be what I would do. Okay. Uh, What is your favorite horror movie or scary movie, like either theme or score? So
2: I'm not sure what you mean when you say theme. So I'll go strictly on score.
0: Okay. I, well, I, I, I'll i explain. I'll explain. Okay. Like they, so if you think like psycho, like the, the, the violin strings, or you think like the, um, the exorcist, I guess they're, they're kind of similar, but then when you think of them, you immediately, you know, for Halloween, it's kind of the, the little keyboard synthesizer thing and, you know, things like that. Yeah. You mean the man in the wilderness by sticks? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I have you on.
2: I had to I had to look at, at that to see whether that song came out before Halloween or after it, and mm-hmm. it's it's a year before Halloween. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they did lift that directly
0: from that song, but it's it's possible. Maybe John, because John Carpenter is the one that wrote it, so maybe he's a fan. But he said it just came from the natural scales he learned from his father, like as a kid. So maybe it's just a common you know, a piano type trick when you're, when you're playing, I don't know. It could be, but I I have to think
2: that it's definitely influenced by that, uh, section mm-hmm. in that song. So that's a good point. Yep. Uh, um, but I, I really enjoy the theme or the score to this. I like a lot of John Carpenter scores. So I enjoyed, uh, the score to they live and the thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like that kind of, um, there's just something about it that's very identifiable. I don't know how to put it, but I, okay. I like that. So sure. What what is your favorite John Carpenter movie? That's a tough one, man. I'll be yeah. honest with you. There's a lot, especially uh growing up for me. This was prime time. But I'm gonna go a little left of center and say that my actually my favorite John Carpenter movie is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, there you go. I yeah. really love that movie. Now, in addition from a uh, more horror standpoint, I was very very uh, fond of Prince of Darkness, The Fog, mm-hmm. and then Escape from New York.
0: All around the same time. That's kind of your that uh, the time period when you, you know, 80, 81, 82. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's prime time. I'm in high school, so I'm digging on stuff like this and he's the he's the name you know back then, right? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, okay. To wrap it up, uh, I would say, I mean, this is kind of maybe an easy answer. Maybe I shouldn't ask this question cause I think it's obvious, but, um, w- why do you think horror more than any other genre lends itself to these countless sequels and remakes? And, you know, especially when these endings usually uh, are wrapped up in the original.
2: Well, I don't know if it's obvious, but to me, I, I would say the horror never ends. And what okay. I mean, I w- what I mean by that is, the story is not as important as if you were doing a sequel to an actual movie movie, right? People can get keep getting scared over and over again, and it never, ma- it never really matters. You can come up with new and innovative ideas or ways for them to get scared, but the nightmare never ends. It's something people never get tired of. So I just don't think, I think it's just easier to do a sequel to a uh, horror flick
0: thank and that's a perfect answer because um yeah i i think that's exactly why i mean the obvious answer is money but uh that's why they would ever do any sort of sequel but that's that's exactly why i asked that question so you gave me a great answer thank you for doing this Stephen. thank you for revisiting the film yeah absolutely it was
2: a good time uh re-watching this movie the other day
0: okay we're back with joseph staub welcome back joseph thanks again for having me brian i'm really excited about this one Good. So you got the list of questions. You were on for The Wizard of Oz, and so you're an old pro at doing this. And so let's let's kick it off. Uh, when was the first time you saw uh, the original Halloween? I probably
6: saw bits and pieces of it on TV when I was younger. I mean, AMC always airs it. And eventually I bought the DVD just becoming a big horror fan. It's just one of those movies you have to have, and I really got into it then, and I really enjoyed the movie, and I love it to this day.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you ever get into to the sequels and the remakes and the countless, you know, the reboots. And and uh, what is your favorite besides uh, the original? I'm assuming the original is your favorite.
6: Uh, yes, the original is my favorite. Um, I do really enjoy a lot of the series. I mean, there's definitely some stinkers in there, uh, but I it's one of my favorite horror franchises. So I love part two. Part three is my favorite other than the first one, which is odd to a lot of people because it's the only one that doesn't have Michael Myers in it.
0: Mm-hmm. You're not um, the first to say that, which is interesting. Really, that's... Yeah. hmm.
6: I uh, really like H2O when Jamie Lee Curtis came back. I really like the Rob Zombie movies, and I do enjoy the two new ones that have come out recently. I'm really excited to see Halloween ends. What uh, What's the worst for you? Ooh, the worst is between five and eight. I don't okay. know. Uh, I usually lean towards part five, but I recently rewatched part eight. And boy, <laughs> I I did not need to see Busta Rhymes fighting Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I did not need to see it.
0: There you go. <laughs> I... I, I, I... Admit I re- I've only seen the first three, so I, I just I kind of lost interest after that. But now I might have to just watch that just because you mentioned that. So
6: Ooh, it's bad. Ooh, uh, it's
0: bad. Sometimes you're just in the mood for a really bad movie. Uh, if yeah. you ignore the future backstory and you only concentrate on what you know from the original film, what is your theory about why Michael Myers uh, killed his sister, or he just why he kills in general? You know, in that first film.
6: I think I have to go with what Loomis talks about. I think he is just pure evil. I really, I think he is just the personification of evil. I think he's evil in human form, walking around, killing, and I think that's, especially when he has the mask on, and I think that's, the mask is kind of the rep, that representation, he seems almost kind of limp with the mask off. Right. Um. He's he's not able to do, he's not that evil persona without the mask, and I think you see that when he puts the, puts the clown mask on in the beginning, and then. And kind of you see that moment of humanity at the end before Dr. Loomis shoots him. And I think that's just kind of it's it's a representation of that. The the anonymity of evil almost.
0: And I could be wrong. Is that the only time you actually see his face in this film? Uh, In this film? Yes. But I mean, for future sequels, because, again, you would know more than I did.
6: (laughs) Um, There's I mean, there's a scene in part five where they. His niece takes the mask off, and he's kind of in the shadows, but you see a close-up of his eyes crying. Mm -hmm. It's awful. It's awful. awful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite scene or kill in the original? And again, there's not a lot of killing in in actually the original. No,
6: and I I picked two different choices. My favorite scene is... The, the long shot when he's stalking Tommy around the school, you get that jump scare mm, when yeah. the kid basically runs into his arms and then yep. you get the music sting. And then the long panning shot around the school, he gets into the car and follows Tommy. You get that amazing music cue. Yep. And I think that's just it's so tense and it's just filmed so well. I think John Carpenter filmed it perfectly. Yeah. And then as far as kills, my favorite kill is. Michael coming out of the closet and pinning Bob against the wall with a knife.
0: Yep. <laughs> I it's think just, everyone,
6: that's that's uh, everybody's favorite.
4: Yeah,
0: exactly.
6: Just because of the tilt of the head.
0: Yeah. Of the three classic slashers, Michael Myers, Jason, and Freddy, who's your favorite?
6: I, I always kind of go back and forth. Michael and Jason are close to me. I'm definitely a bigger Friday fan than I'm a Halloween fan. Friday is definitely my favorite series. But I think I like Michael as a character more just because of that pure evil aspect you get in the first movie.
0: Right. So if you were being stalked by a psycho killer, how would you take them out? Oh, I'm the first one to admit I'd, I would get
6: butchered in a horror movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'd be, I had,
6: I'd have, I would not survive at all. I'd probably make some moronic attempt to defeat the killer and it would definitely backfire on me. (laughs) It's it. I'd I'd be that one character that would, Oh, it's okay guys. He just wanted his machete back. Right. (laughs)
0: That'd, That'd be, be me. me. Let's go hide out in the garage, you know. Yeah, that, behind, yeah. The, behind the wall of swinging chainsaws. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so what is your favorite uh, horror movie or scary movie theme or um, score that, that you can think of?
6: Oh, I listed I listed a lot because there's, there's just so many amazing. And a lot of them are John are. Carpenter movies. I mean, True. the first Halloween, Halloween 3, I love the synth score in that
0: movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, phenomenal.
6: Super- Silver Shamrock. Um, oh, God. No, we're not counting that. No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> the uh, the Friday the 13th, um, Harry Manfredini score, The Thing, Ar- Ennio Mark Carney basically doing a John Carpenter score. Suspiria, I think, is a phenomenal score. Mm-hmm. Day of the Dead, I think, has a really good score. Psycho, of course, like the original. Absolutely. Bernard, Bernard Herman. Um, and Jaws, I think, has a really good score. I think that just some really tense, suspenseful scores.
0: Now, this is a hard one, at least it is for a lot of people. What's your favorite uh, John Carpenter movie?
6: So I narrowed it down to three. For me, it would be between Halloween, The Thing, or Escape from New York would be my top three. Okay. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go with The Thing.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah, that that's not uncommon. Uh, what do you think, uh, or why do you think that, you know, the, the common horror slasher trope is you have sex as a teenager, you're going to get killed. Why did that become a thing? Why do you think? I mean, in in in,
6: in the real world, I think it was Christian panic. I think it was kind sure. of mocking morality, and especially in the early 80s of slasher movies, the, the moral majority of Reagan and stuff like that. Sure. Um, I think I, I've always found a really interesting, like, in-universe theory as far as slasher movies go. I can't remember who said this. Uh, I read an interview one time. Some, an, an actress said, the final girl is only ever the final girl because she's the only one not having sex for long enough to pay attention and see what the heck's going on.
4: Right. That's
6: <laughs> true. <laughs> because everyone's too busy having sex, so they're just that's what they're concerned with. They're not paying attention. That's right. why they're getting killed. Not because, because they're having sex, but not because of the sex. It's because they're not paying attention to what's going on around them. That's right. The final girl's the only one that's paying attention to what's going on around her. Right. Enough to know, OK, I should probably do something here.
0: Right. Because she wants to get laid, too. It's just yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean,
6: it always it's always happens. I mean, in, in this movie, Laurie has a crush on Ben Tramer. And that's right. There, There's always that love interest. But usually the final girl is the only one that has the brains enough to just pay attention to see what's going on around her.
0: Exactly. Exactly. To, to wrap this up, um, you know, more than any other genre, uh, horror is countless sequels. It goes back to the monster movies. Uh, why do you think this is besides money? And, uh, you know, especially because most of these stories should, could have been wrapped up in the in the very first.
6: And, and so in some cases should have been wrapped up in the first. Sure. I think I think Halloween would be a lot more potent of a movie if it would have just been one movie. But yeah. I, I think, like you said, going back to the Universal Monsters, it was these unkillable monsters. I mean, mm-hmm. as much as you thought they were dead, they, they could always find a way to bring them back. And I think there's a kind of a... a um, even though they tried to go more human with a lot of these slasher movies or even, like, the earlier movies that ended up with more sequels, it, they always found a way to bring them back just because these monsters were seemingly unkillable in harkening back to the Universal monsters.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And they always find a way. I mean, even when they actually do kill off, I mean, like, Jason Voorhees, he was dead. Like, they killed him. Then they brought him back as a zombie. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Like, he was one of the fewer it, in the universe. He was dead. And yep. like it, it, they actually had to like Frankenstein him to bring him back. Right. But I mean, Michael Myers is definitely a, a throwback to something like the Frankenstein monster sure. or Dracula, where he is just unkillable. He's never truly died.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's a, where I think every it really became a joke with Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, yeah, and, and like you said, <laughs> bringing Jason as a zombie, that, that's like oh, okay, thanks, guys.
6: <laughs> I think I think the, the thing was I, I, the reason I enjoy Friday the Thirteenth more is at least they in in part six when they did bring him back as a zombie, they played it for laughs.
0: Sure, sure. It, they
6: played it. They play. They knew they were being on the nose, and they they kind of played it like that. Yep. the reason I think a lot of the Halloween sequels fall flat is because it just got so convoluted yeah how they tried to keep bringing Michael back at the end of part two he was pretty he was supposed to be dead but then at the beginning of part four he was just in a coma for 10 years right or at the beginning of part five he was in a coma for one year after he floated down a river and got shot 50 million times mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's a, a cult based on this ancient like thing right or at the beginning of part eight, no, Lori killed the the wrong person. She cut somebody's head off, but it wasn't <laughs> Michael. And it just gets more and more convoluted. Yeah. I think it, it kind of starts to take away from the character because in the first movie, he is pure evil. And like you get if it weren't for the ending of the first movie, none of this would have ever happened. Exactly. And I think the ending of the first movie works perfectly, but it created a bunch of problems down the line yeah
0: yeah and for what and let's face it if the film wasn't as successful as it was and it was a huge hit on no budget yeah. there wouldn't have been a sequel so no. that's you know yep as always thank you so much for doing this joseph thank you brian this was awesome all right we are back with sarah we are back and uh this was a funny one to to choose because we haven't done it yet, to be well well i haven't i have a thousand movies it takes a while yeah. yeah, it's a lot. So that's why we pick random ones. Otherwise, I would have done do you, all the do ones. Do you,
7: are you like bingo random? Do you like have them all in a hat and you just like search one of them or do you go down the list? Which means no. it's not really random.
0: So it is still random. All right. But as you said, there is a method to it. So they're all in shelves. So it's like a bookshelf. Mm-hmm. So like I'll start, I'll pick one from that top yeah. and then I'll go the next one, the lower shelf. So it's How all shelves.
7: How tall the shelf?
0: They're high. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
7: All right. Someday. <laughs> okay, so you, there's no cheating.
0: I there's guess. no cheating. Okay. So when is the first time you can remember that you saw Halloween, the original?
7: You know, I think what's funny is I, I've i seen it never from start to finish. I've only seen the overlapping. I know I've seen it because I remember where one scene started. one. Sure. So I've only seen it in cuts. Okay. You know what I mean? You know no pun I mean. intended. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't. And I watched it recently kind of from beginning instead of like watching the middle and then blah, blah, blah. blah. Because it's all the same. It's all like, I and for a period of time during like the 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. it was like, is this Friday the 13th? Right. It's all, you know, all slasher films had the same. Mm-hmm.
0: But this was the first, really. Cause, it yeah.
7: was. Uh, was it? Or when did Friday the 13th come out?
0: 80. So this is 78.
7: Ooh. Okay. So, uh, but to me, it was almost, I had this, they had this very similar formula. But although yeah. Halloween did not, actually, because it was not in a lake. That's right. Um, and there was no broken down cars, Right. Kind of, well, well no one gets killed well, in the car yeah. So, but yeah so anyway I, so did you see
0: this on cable or was it a video rental
7: no it was like a video rental okay. I did I've seen it chopped up on cable too sure but my my one the thing I remember as of recently is how bad some of the acting is yeah I was like wow they must be doing it for free except for Jamie Lee Curtis she was I like yeah she was believable obviously she was well
0: and donald great. pleasance is great as the he's doctor the,
7: oh really he's a little uncomfortable though it's like you walked up on a screaming house and you just stand there and look at it <laughs> but you were so concerned about this
0: but piece. he's a well-regarded actor is, is what he? i meant okay i have to
7: see him in something else. There you and go. the guy who played the cop for like 10 seconds yeah he seemed like i've seen him in something before <laughs> but anyway um
0: so you were young like how old were you oh god maybe nine yeah because you saw all these Inappropriate movies yeah. age to yeah. watch that kind of stuff and this go is why you are who you are now
7: that's oh, why i'm all twisted and messed up uh. but you know it's funny they don't really show too much gore in this and not at all and that's the thing
0: i think for people that don't like slasher films they should see this because it's more like yeah. a or watch a any slasher
7: film with the volume turned down <laughs>
0: there you go uh
7: this being case in point that sound do you do that fucking piano riff yeah. on that shit is like Everybody, I don't care if you speak English or you don't, or you're from Zimbabwe or whatever, you hear that and you're like, ew, ew.
0: specifically Zimbabwe. Yeah.
7: Do you know what the Michael Myers mask is from? Yes, the it's, mask? Sha-
0: it's Shatner
7: that's hilarious isn't that great thank you i'm yeah. like and they painted it white though clearly I right. thought it was that like they turned it inside out no maybe not they, they, they couldn't have. they, the, they just grabbed how did,
0: they were looking for they couldn't afford a budget to right. and so they got that and it became the shatner what mess it was they, just understand it's creepy because it like it's so hundred thousand
7: dollar budget yeah which back then it seems like a lot of nothing it's not no yeah i was reading something about how um is it carpenter
0: yeah john carpenter john
7: carpenter showed it to somebody first. I don't know if they were big wig without in the soundtrack yeah. at all. And they were like, this sucks.
0: It's completely different. It
7: is pretty like, you know, especially with that acting. Just that one girl in the kitchen. She I just want to punch her. In the
0: well face. you don't see you don't see her as much anymore.
7: Yeah. But that's the How thing does she end up that one gets Okay, the one gets and then the go the guy. You know what's funny though?
0: Yeah.
7: How he fuck, stabs a guy in the kitchen up against the wall. Really? Because that 150 pound dude's gonna be held up by an and then Michael Myers just tilts his head to the side. That's
0: right. Well, see, I don't even have to ask, ask the questions because one of the questions is what is your favorite kill? So I'm sort of assuming that's it.
7: No, I, you know what? I want to say. Um the girl, this is funny. Normally, like the screaming. PJ those, Souls,
0: who was in Stripes.
7: Yes. Yeah. So normally when people get killed, like especially in that era, the screaming of girls is like a bad porno. Sure. It's like, really? <laughs> I think or a good porno. Just, yeah, right? But it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, and it's, or it sounds like, a li- anyway, yeah. the one that gets strangled with the phone cord, I was like, oh, she actually doesn't sound too annoying. I yeah. thought I'd be really annoyed with her, no. but I wasn't.
0: So, do you care anything about the sequels, the remakes, the reboots? Have you watched any of those?
7: You know what? I know I've probably seen clips of them, but I would like to know
0: mm-hmm.
7: how many sequels or how many freaking redos there are. Because I know, okay, Michael Myers is her brother? Or no, who is that? How are they related? He In the beginning, in the I begin- forget. Yeah,
0: it's her brother. It's her brother. Yeah. Where
7: was she in the beginning? Day- was she a baby?
0: No, no, she was a teenager, and she was she just had sex with a boyfriend. Oh, I
7: thought, but but then she goes, he goes upstairs and kills somebody. I thought that was her.
0: It it was.
7: Oh, she lived.
0: No, 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 it's Wait. not Jamie Lee Curtis. No, okay, like, that's it, what I'm saying. But Jamie he, Curtis lived. She's not related to him. No, I no. thought it was like supposed to be where she now was down like, the, Now I've only seen the first three movies because after that I how started. How many there are there? That's what I'm gonna look Oh, also.
7: Okay, um, I thought that they were related. Oh, there's maybe- th-
0: <laughs> go figure. There's thirteen.
7: Oh, isn't that? That's how many Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> there is thirteen Halloween yeah. films. I, I mean, there's like eight Fast and Furious movies, and there's
0: more. I think
7: <laughs> how people pay money for the same.
0: Well, we'll get there. I have okay. a good question that. So, it, this actually would apply to you because you. I don't think you've seen any of it. But what is your theory about why Michael Myers killed his sister, or why he kills in general?
7: He feels neglected. Like his sister was off being a tramp. <laughs> And he just wanted to go. He wanted to go trick or treating. Yeah. And he just nobody was there. Where were his parents? And he Forgotten. put on a mask. Yes. And he was like, he's got some disassociative disorder or something. He's just freaking fragmenting all over the place. But I mean that's but that's like um Jason Voorhees, is that yeah. his name from Friday Thirteenth, uh isn't that the thing with him too? It's always about fornicating teenagers.
0: Well, we'll get there too. So yeah, see, okay. it, you know, we know each other perfectly. Know
7: enough about weird psychology.
0: Of the three classic slashers, you have Michael Myers, Jason, and Freddie. Who's <laughs> your favorite?
7: You know what I would say freddy krueger because he would like talk he's funny yeah. right the other two say nothing yeah it's like and you, as you know i'm a conversationalist
0: <laughs> <laughs> you need to talk to your killer And i'm just
7: like come on like that's all i mean i guess there's something to be said by either your imagination or what is but i mean have they ever spoken the other two silent dum-dums
0: that's a good question i i honestly like, don't freddy, know. Yeah. freddy
7: would be funny he like had yeah. some funny shit to say yeah and then you you know but um and maybe that made it less scary though too mm-hmm. like you know what actually made that? I was freaked out by Freddie until I Google. Well, I didn't Google. I saw like Robert a magazine. Yeah. I was old. We were young. The like, actor. Yeah. I saw the actor and I was like, oh, okay. Like it was easy to see. But with like Freddie and Michael, like you don't really ever see that well, and face. Different people play the roles. So yeah. I'm like, he's just kind of like not real. Yeah. Compl- not real, not real.
0: So if you were, yeah, I'm sure you What's your favorite? I think it's probably, I, I think. Michael Myers is the most interesting character because of his backstory, but the, what as is a his kid,
7: backstory. Well, did I miss it in the second, and third one?
0: Well, no. I mean, he he ended up in an insane asylum and all that well, fun I stuff. I love he's in insane asylums, yeah.
7: but I didn't know if they get too detailed about it.
0: They do in the. They obviously they keep doing that. Oh, okay. And um, but, all right, so he yeah. was
7: neglected. Yeah,
0: Indeed. but uh, Freddie as a kid is the most interesting because he's he's a comic character almost.
7: Oh right 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 exactly. But yeah. he was yeah he, whatever. I'm yeah. just like the other ones. I'm like uh, I don't. Anyway, go ahead. So, Next question, it, ladies, Your Honor.
0: <laughs> if you were going, if you were stalked by a psycho killer, how would you take him out?
7: Well, my grand grandma likes to say I would talk him into boredom.
0: <laughs> well, never bored. I
7: remember my great, she's like, nobody would kidnap you because you'd talk too much and they'd return you. Well, thank you. This adds to why I am the way I am.
0: So you would talk him to death?
7: No, you know what? I, you know, it's how ironic. <laughs> I've never thought about that. I'd have, to, I'd have to see where I was in the room, but I probably would try to take their eyes out with my thumbs Okay. if I could do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Or, Which would be
0: like Michael Myers, because he really doesn't um, have any eyes.
7: I know, right? Um, how would I take... I mean, if there was an obvious, like, a weapon, or, like, a can of hairspray and a lighter, I would...
0: Fire is always the good way.
7: Fire yeah. is the only way they go; they get taken out. It goes they, back to Frankenstein. But then they come up out of the freaking water, <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would probably... Uh, yeah. Yeah. God, there's so many ways. It's like an open ended question. How would cool. you, you know? What so you I want have? to go for the eyes. Well, what, I mean, if I had no other, nothing, or, or actually, I would either try to hit them in the, I've always heard as a kid, if you hit somebody in the nose in the oh, right sure. way, you it could sh- break, you could shatter their brain. Yeah. Otherwise, I would just be like, you know what? Are we dating? Are we, what do you, can we talk about what we are? Because I'm really, and then he would just be like, oh,
0: Huck, I mean, baby, he, I'm out of here. He gouges on eyes. You, what <laughs> what <are you? laughs> he'd rip off his ear. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm hungry.
7: Yeah. I'm hungry.
0: Can
7: we eat? I'm hungry. What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat?
0: Okay? By then, he's already shoved a, a, a pen yes, in his ear. Absolutely,
7: yeah. I'd burn to death.
0: Okay, you had kind of mentioned the the uh, theme song. What are some of your favorite horror theme songs or scores?
7: Well, that one is the first that comes to mind because I feel like Friday. Oh, well, Friday the 13th mm-hmm. is just well because you know it's funny. It's is a sound that, like, Yeah, it was the time of like synthesizers. Yes. And, like, What is it in Herbie Hancock? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and um, and just these weird, you know, sound effects, right? Yeah, like a bad Depeche Mode song in the beginning, (laughs) right? Yeah, so yeah, Jason is just like the breathing, (sighs) yeah, yeah, whatever, and that I mean just goes to show how people will. Their, their mind will freak them out before anything else. Yep. Like, Hence my whole, you turn the volume down, and yep. those movies are not scary. See, Freddie doesn't have, I don't recall much music no, in those. No, no. Except for some weird nursery rhyme at the end, but that doesn't count. See, no. that's how you know he's a badass, because he doesn't need no music to back his shit up. <laughs> he's like, here I am.
0: Even Norman Bates had the screeching violins. So. Yeah, you're right. I know. And The Exorcist had a theme, too.
7: What was that one?
0: It's it's similar, like keyboardy.
7: Okay, so But it's so early 70s. I'd have to say yeah, the, the the Halloween one is just I mean genius. Yeah. Has anybody sampled that in music?
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I
7: want to find that yeah. out. That sounds like it would be kind of So yeah, that was and he just did he make that up? Like what? Yeah,
0: happened? no, he did that quick. He did he composed, he writes and he directs. He
7: Carpenter is like, was like, great I love me right now.
0: So speaking of Carpenter, what is your favorite John Carpenter movie or do you need Um a list? I need
7: a little you know, I probably just like a, what's his name? Okay, John so, Hughes, I don't know. He's probably done stuff that I'm all, he did
0: it. Okay, so he did the original of The Fog, okay. uh, Escape from New York. He did the remake of The Thing.
7: The Okay, the yeah. one. Wait, ah, uh, the remake? Yeah. Is that, oh, is that 1970-something? Because the one with Kurt Russell?
0: Yeah, that's 82. That's yeah.
7: the right remake.
0: No, that's the original. Oh, I've only
7: seen the original. When was the remake? Who? No,
0: the original was in 1956.
7: How boring was that, though?
0: That's <laughs> one of my mom's favorite movies. Dude, but, it, but it, The Thing, the, I didn't even yeah. know there was a... Pro- I just yeah. think
7: about like the special effects and the... Fr-
0: no, it it's it stands it, it on its own.
7: That movie, my dad took me. I watched that when I was
0: big 10. trouble in Little China.
7: He likes Kurt Russell.
0: Yeah, he does. They're buddies. Christine. Um, oh, that was good. And my favorite is Starman with oh, with yeah, Jeff Bridges. That's
7: not scary though. No,
0: it's it's sci fi. when
7: I didn't know, see, I didn't know John Carpenter did all these. Yeah,
0: and they live with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. That's that a good was one. That's a
7: badass mm-hmm. one. I don't. You know what? You so and I are probably the only those... person people that have seen that. No, I there's, a, there's like, a,
0: like, who? who, besides your parents
7: online. <laughs> there's a lot of people. Pa-
0: there's a lot of fans of that I'm stuff. I suspect. Okay, uh, <laughs> but in our immediate group, you're right. Yeah, so, we don't know. So knows. of those, what was probably your favorite?
7: As a, you know, I thought the idea of Christine was really yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, what Stephen King too. Mm-hmm.
7: So. Oh, right, right, right. But yeah. now that I'm thinking about that, I. Which one scared me the most? Sure. Was probably The Thing. Yeah. Because the whole, fuck, th- the, the idea of the anything and, yeah. that looks like a spider-ish, you know, that's why friggin' Alien all that stuff, that just goes, it, it, that's why he designed that shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, you know what? God, well, some of those are, yeah, I almost want you to say them again. One more time. No. Okay, no, it's gotta be either The Thing. Or Christine. Or Christine.
0: Well, Did you like Big Trouble in Little China?
7: Yeah, but that wasn't really scary, was it? No,
0: no, not at all. They adds, don't have to be scary. was in that? Is she? Yeah. She's a hot mess.
7: <laughs> I like, yeah, that one was good, but he's funny. Yeah. I, lo- I love, he reminds me of a, like, Ryan Reynolds, like in Deadpool, yeah. where he's got some funny shit to say, yeah. you know? So, anyway, yeah, it was probably, no, I'd have to say The Thing definitely was the most. That stood out. Ugh, but yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: why do you think there's the common horror slasher trope of when you have sex as a teenager it equals that you're the one that gets killed in the film?
7: because John Carpenter probably grew up with some Bible-thumping family. <laughs>
0: well, no, like it's, a, but it's in general. Like, why do you think that is for horror movies?
7: Well, because they're trying to have some subconscious fucking message of, oh, my God, if you have sex, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Why would John Carpenter want to do that to us? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, um, again, unless he's...
0: I don't think he really thought about it like that. He did but, it. Yeah.
7: I, I mean, I guess that's the only way to get teenagers away from groups.
0: Right. I exactly. Mean, but
7: there is always that dumb girl that goes for a midnight swim and, like, four people are missing. Exactly. And well, then you hear... Jaws. Twi- Oh, my God. It's that you, Rick? <laughs> Rick. And I want to know how the hell you can see out there anyway because the moon is not that bright. They go walking. I'm like, I'm sorry, but hell no. You know what, though? Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I cared as much. Yes, I did as a kid. Whenever a dog gets killed, I'm out. I can't walk. Yeah. It just pisses me off. Yeah. It hurts my heart. I know it's the stupidest thing, but I just i am like, I don't want to hear a dog yelping, thinking, and then something happened. It's just, now you've just pissed me off. Some people don't like I don't know, bursting into flames. <laughs> <I don't, laughs>
0: and lastly, uh, more than any other genre, horror lends itself to countless sequels. Why do you think that is?
7: Because people like to be scared. As much as they freaking hate it, that, <gasps> I mean, it evokes like some sort of, it's like a high for people. So
0: I the think. plot doesn't matter as long as they're scared. No,
7: because the plots are all pretty much the same. Yeah. You know, but I think. But people, we go along with yeah, it. Yeah, people like to be scared even though they don't, or maybe it's because people don't, like I like spooky scary, like maybe it could happen kind of shit. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of like the saw gore like yeah. where it just kind of I can I feel it. But um and for those of you that could not see my face, I just did this like <laughs> really <pretty> uncomfortable, like <laughs> uh. so um but yeah, my thing is, I'm thinking people really like to be scared because nobody wants to cry mm-hmm. and watch a love story that they're never gonna get because it's not real. Even mm-hmm. though you know getting killed in a lake is probably not that real either. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's that they like to be scared because it probably does some, you know. There's an adore. Like
0: it's like a roller coaster. Yeah.
7: Oh right. Exactly. There you what go. What is that? With serotonin, do- dopamine, something.
0: That all of that. Yeah.
7: Right. Thank you, Sarah, as always. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: All right, we're back with Rock and Metal Combat Podcast and host of the almost uh, fame, almost famous, almost human 56 page. So I got the F and the 50. Never mind. And uh, he's, of course, the great Ralph Fiera, uh from all of those great podcasts. Welcome back, Ralph.
8: Hey, man. Thanks for having me, bro. You know, you know, I love you, Brian.
0: I know. And so this is great. So what we're doing is we're having all these different guests on for the original Halloween from 1978, of course, directed by John Carpenter. So the first question I have for you is a basic one. When's the first time you saw it? In the
8: theater when it was actually this. How You know, I have like the worst memory, but I do remember this. Okay. I saw it in when it came out, not when it came out, but, you know, they probably still do this today. You know, movies come out in theaters and they last a while in theaters and then when they go away from theaters, they start showing it at the cheap theaters. Right. Yep. That's when I saw it like maybe 3 months later at a cheap theater. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I saw it in the theater maybe 3 4 months after its release.
0: Okay, so the second run. Yeah, they used to be the second run theater. Yeah,
8: that's when I saw it.
0: Do you care about any of the sequels, the remakes, the reboots and and what and what's your favorite if it's, you know, besides the first film?
8: You know, I hated hated Season of the Witch. Mm, when it came okay. Out. Yeah, I love it now. Right now. Now. But if you really analyze that movie, it's kind of a ripoff of Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
0: It is totally is.
8: And it ends bleak like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But but I love it now. But I hated it back then because where the fuck's Mike Myers? Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It (laughs) would have been better just not to call it Halloween. They could have called it something else, you know.
8: And I believe Halloween was supposed to be like that. Every every movie was supposed to be different. You know, not about Mike Myers.
0: Right. Because Carpenter had already figured it out by that. Like he thought that, you know, everything was pretty much answered in that first film. So. Yeah. So if you ignore the future backstory and just concentrate on watching this original film, what do you what is your theory about why Michael Myers killed his sister and just kills in general?
8: You know what? I never really thought of that. And I I just maybe think he's just, you know, kind of like mental. Okay. You know? Mm hmm. I, I figure, you know, because I don't, I don't remember any now. If we're talking about the Rob Zombie version, they get a little more into the background and the, you know, the abusive father or sure. stepfather, and the, and the mom's a, a stripper, you know, st- so he had a bad upbringing, mm-hmm. and that contributed to his, you know, murdering spree. But the first one didn't really did it. I don't remember. No, it was-
0: did. So that's why I, this is why it's a fun question. If you just block out all of what people kind of came up with you know your theory back then at least
8: yeah i i i i never thought of that i just thought it was another one of these slasher movies but a damn good one
0: yeah definitely what is your favorite scene or kill if you can remember
8: i have to say definitely when he stabs the guy on the wall (laughs) and stares at him
0: exactly and tilts his head
8: that is so (laughs) wicked
0: I think everyone loves that. I mean, there's and, – and that's another thing. This film isn't that gory at all if you no, really think it about it. it yeah. Of the three classic slashers, Michael Myers, Jason, and Freddy, who's your favorite?
8: I have to say Freddy. But okay. you know what? Uh, only part one. Now, mm. I have nothing against the other Freddy movies. They're all good in their own way. But part one, man, was just so brutal. Yeah. And so – It was like that was definitely a game changer in horror movies, you know, and the way he was. And I'm saying, you know, because he became more of a superhero kind of thing later on. Right. You know, but in the first one, it was so dark and dingy. Yeah. And I definitely have to go with Freddy.
0: Okay, Uh, so if you were being stalked by a psycho killer, how would you take him out? (laughs) <laughs> well I, I do own a gun <laughs> okay, okay. At but you I know own, the gun never helps you know
8: <laughs> I, I own a gun legally okay so, you know um and uh yeah i i definitely have a pistol at home and uh and i'm also allowed to wear it outside i never do but I, I have carry. a license for a concealed weapon too
0: yeah yeah okay just so you know folks don't fuck with ralph so
8: no no no, no. hey man you know my vinyl collection
0: exactly <laughs> yeah, nobody's
8: getting that nobody's yeah. getting that i mean your brains you. will be all over my vine.
0: <laughs> Let me <try>. that's right <laughs> all right For your favorite horror movie or scary movie theme or score
8: exorcist
0: mm, yeah yeah
8: that piano thing is so eerie and so and my favorite horror movie period even though in a way it's not a horror movie mm-hmm. but i mean it's it scares the fuck out of me still Absolutely. Uh, but yeah that that theme in in uh exorcist is just so amazing
0: yeah yeah what is your favorite john carpenter movie
8: they live uh, not they live um um, um uh, oh, god damn it kurt russell The thing the thing
0: yeah. there you go yeah yeah i think but that, that's a lot of people's favorite
8: definitely movie. the thing
0: So, I mean, this is probably an easy one, but why do you think the common horror slasher trope of having sex as a teenager equals getting killed? Why do you think that became a thing?
8: (laughs) I don't know. Where did that all start? Did it
0: start in Halloween? It kind of did in many ways, I think.
8: Halloween predates Friday the
0: 13th, right? It does by two years. Yeah.
8: I think it it all started with Halloween, you know. Mm -hmm. But I got to say Friday the 13th killed people fucking much better. (laughs)
0: Yeah, definitely. They're all at camp. But why why do you think that theory, like, why do you think there's a, a, is there a message behind it? What's your theory?
8: Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe it's because it's the most unexpected time to get murdered.
0: Sure. Yeah. You're not paying attention.
8: Yeah. Maybe it's like, you know, because, and uh, it's just like, yeah, you can get murdered anytime, even when you're making love to your girl, you know? That's right. Maybe
9: that's why.
0: Um, okay, last question. Um, more than any other genre, I think this is obvious, I, horror kind of lends itself to countless sequels, uh, probably because of money. But besides money, why do you think that horror and these types of film have the most sequels? Because ideally most of these endings should be wrapped up in, in the original film.
8: Yeah. Um, basic answer is because they sell. They sell. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the Any movie that You know, that's that's a box office, you know, like makes tons and tons of money. They're there to to make a sequel. Uh, Jaws is a great example. Sure. You know, Jaws, uh, Steven Spielberg wanted nothing to do with it. And they're like, too bad. We're going to get, you know, and, you know, they unfortunately made, you know, three bad ones after that. But I think it has a lot to do with money in Hollywood is like, hey, if it made a lot of money, let's do it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're totally right, because actually Carpenter didn't want to do the second Halloween, but they, they forced them to do it, so. Yeah,
8: that was yeah. a good one, too. That was the one in the hospital, right?
0: Exactly, yep. Oh, yep. Yeah.
8: I did yep. enjoy that one.
0: Yeah. Well, again, thank you for doing this, Ralph. It's great, as always, to have you on, and uh, and please check out the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I know you guys already do, and of course the Almost Human 56 YouTube page. Thanks again, Ralph.
8: Hey, thank you, man, and bang, bang, pizza, skulls, and schmack I'm a god, Brian! <laughs>
0: I was hoping you'd say that. Thank you, man. <laughs> All right, we're back, and we have a first-time guest, which I always love, and that's Eric Jordan from the Rock All Over You podcast. And so if you haven't heard them, check them out. It's Eric and uh, Edwin Canastracci, who is kind of like the John Mellencamp of our little community. He keeps changing his name. You He's know, Johnny Computer, <laughs> He's Eduardo. He's like, yeah, we don't know, but he's great, and they're great together. And uh, if, you, if you like Ralph and Ian from the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, you've already heard them on this particular episode uh it's like, kind of like an extension of that family the rock all over you podcast and so it's almost like the jeffersons being a spinoff from all in the family if you will so welcome eric and i know you're a huge horror fan and uh, i know you're definitely looking forward to talking about the original halloween from 78 so welcome
3: thank you brian i'm glad to be on this show i've been dying to be on your show for a while now and uh, it's a perfect episode to be on Absolutely. So we'll get right into it. So we have the stock questions I've been asking everyone, and everyone's
0: had a little bit different take except for a few questions, so this is why it's going to be fun. So wh- when is the first time you saw the original film?
3: So for hollow- the original Halloween, it's one of those movies, I'm going to use a music uh, kind of analogy, it's like the Beatles where I don't remember a time without it. It's mm-hmm. always been, uh, it's always been in my memories. My mom played this movie nonstop. This is one of her favorite movies as well. Oh really? So it was one, yeah. It was one that was always on during Halloween season, so it just became like it, it was very familiar with me. Um, the first time, so like I always seen it, and she had like that blockbuster presents copy, the VHS <clears> with like the horrible cover on it. <laughs> so, I have very vivid memories, so I can't really even tell you the first time I saw it because it's just a movie that's always been a part of my life. And I, you sent me your questions. There is a question that kind of ties in with this one that I'll wait okay. for later. But I'll tell you about the first time I saw it and it clicked that – this is my favorite horror movie of all time. So when yeah. we can get to that question, I'll, I'll go in a little bit more detail. So I'm curious. So was
0: it an edited version because it came from Blockbuster? Like, did they edit anything or did you know?
3: Not that I know of. I don't think it was edited. Um, it was just it was one of those things like it was a Blockbuster promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can look it up online. I think it was Blockbuster had three VHS tapes like that. And there are three horror movies. One was Night of the Living Dead. One was Halloween. And I forget what the other one was, but it was just uh, it was like a custom like box art. And on the side, like uh, not on the spine, but like on the side of the VHS front cover, it had like Blockbuster Presents. Hmm. I didn't notice anything different about it. I do know the made for TV version of this movie. They added some scenes, which is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, because the film really isn't compared to at least the other ones. It's not that gory and there really is more uh, implied horror than than actual seeing it. Yep. Yep. Let's get to the next question. So do you, uh, do you care about the sequels? Do you care about the remakes, the reboots? Uh, what is your favorite besides the first?
3: Uh, favorite film besides the first would definitely be the third one. Now okay. I like the first, the first three Halloween movies. Uh, everything else after that just doesn't do much for me. Uh, they're kind of forgettable in my pain. The, the remakes by Rob Zombie were just terrible.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And the newest ones are, uh, the newest ones aren't that bad. Um, they're pretty good popcorn movies. If it's Halloween, I'll watch them. But like, I'm not really gonna watch them like outside of like the Halloween season. Okay. But definitely the third one. I like what John Carpenter was trying to do with the series, where he was gonna make an anthology series, and unfortunately, you know, people just didn't really, people didn't like that idea of it, and uh, it just kind of, you know, and that's why we got all the crappy like. Michael Myers returns like all these different (laughs) Michael Myers movies. But part three is my favorite. Part two is pretty good for what it was. Um, But you can't really beat the – obviously you can't beat the first one.
0: It's interesting because everyone I've talked to so far, they've all liked the third one. And and what's interesting is initially everyone
3: couldn't stand it because Michael Myers isn't in it. That was a movie where I judged it before I even saw it because as a kid, everyone talked about like, oh, it sucks because it doesn't have Michael Myers. Right, and I even remember I saw it on T like it was on TV when I was looking through the TV guide, uh, the TV guide channel, and I saw ooh Halloween three season which let's see how bad it is. <laughs> I turned it on and it was like all Spanish. It was like a Spanish channel. So I got through maybe like 10 minutes. I'm like, I can't watch this. I don't know what the hell's going on. And um, but well, it was, let me stop you. How do you say silver shamrock in Spanish? You know, I forget because I <laughs> probably I think I just locked it from my mind. Um <laughs> I gotta look that up now. <laughs> well, I think this cause they would sing the song in Spanish. Right. Or not or they would sing it in English, English but then yeah. the rest is in Spanish. Got it. Got it. I gotta thank ABGN, there. the Angry Video Game Nerd, for making me give that movie uh, an actual watch, yeah. a proper watch, and I, I loved it. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Now
0: looking back, it's it's actually very well done. So if you ignore the future backstory and only concentrate on what you saw from the original film, what is your theory about why? Michael Myers killed his sister or kills in general. So just forget everything that came after. Just think about this one film. What's your theory?
3: I mean, I think it's left best like as a mystery, like John Carpenter had it with the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I guess all you can really assume is just there's something about this kid or the you know now adult Michael Myers. There's something about him that's just it's pure evil and you can't really explain it. And I think that's what made him so terrifying in that first movie is that you don't know what is – like what's motivating him, why he's so invincible, why he seems to be everywhere. It's just so scary because you mm-hmm. don't know. And that's where I feel Rob Zombie too, his, re, his remake, kind of failed was they gave too much backstory. And I get he was trying to do something different. I got to commend him for that. But it just it doesn't work because the whole – the whole thing with Michael Myers that makes him so great is the mystery and not knowing. And John Carpenter is really good at doing that with a lot of his movies of not giving you every little bit of information and not knowing everything. It really adds to it. It really makes you think a lot. And I think that's what makes a good movie.
0: Agreed. Oh, uh, so what is your – this one is pretty much the same across the board, but what's your favorite scene or kill?
3: So this is when I was talking about you know the first time I uh, saw it. This question kind of ties in with that. Okay. This the first time I saw it and it like really clicked that this is my favorite movie. I forget how old I was. I think I was in like my last year of elementary school, so maybe 5th grade. My mom had this movie on and I was uh, my friend was over. He was hanging out and we were watching this movie together and we just had the best time watching it. We're just watching it. We're getting so into it. We're, like, laughing at parts that are funny. We're, like, you know, freaking out, like, these parts where he, you know, with all these kills. Mm -hmm. But the one pivotal moment that made me go, like, this is just the best horror movie of all horror movies was the ending. That ending, when you see Sam, you see those kids running out scared. Jay Lee Curtis is trying to fight off Michael Myers and... You see Sam Loomis run into the house because he sees the kids screaming. He knows where Michael Myers is, and he just shoots him six times. Falls down, and you think it's all over. He goes to comfort Jamie Lee Curtis, and there's something in his eyes. Like, either just something in his eyes. Like, he doesn't look relieved at all. He doesn't look panicked. There's just something about him, like that look in his eyes. And he looks over the balcony. Michael Myers is gone. Right. And then they just shoot to every area that he's been at that night, and it just ends. That's what made – I love that, that whole feeling of, like, he's still out there. For all you know, who knows? He could have stood up, had that last bit of adrenaline before he died. Right. he walked over a little to another house and then passed out and died. Or he could still be out there. It's that that uneasy feeling it leaves you with, like, he's still out there. Those kids are still running outside. And, like, the fact that Sam Loomis, he just – he knew. Like, you could just tell, like, he doesn't even have to say a word – he knew you could tell by the look in his eyes. He knew that was going to happen. It just leaves you an uneasy feeling. And mm-hmm. to me, that's just genius. That's my favorite scene is that ending because it that's what separates it from any other horror movie in my mind. Yeah.
0: And it's up to you to figure out what happens. I think yep. that's always a great ending. And you're the first to, to list that. So great job, Eric. All right. Uh, we'll go to we'll go to the next one of the three classic slashers, Michael Myers, Jason and Freddie. Who's your
3: favorite? Uh, Jason Voorhees. OK, I think I, I did a when I was doing my Metal Dungeon podcast where Edwin joined and we changed the name and uh, mm-hmm. the whole kind of thing with it. We actually did like have a Halloween episode where we talked about all the Friday the 13ths Right. And I've always said Halloween's the best horror movie. And then like Friday the 13th also like the best movies there. The best movies in that series are better than like the best Friday the 13th. But Friday the 13th to me was always more consistent. And Jason Voorhees is just my favorite. I just love his look, and I'm a big hockey fan, so of course I <laughs> love the hockey mask. When I was a kid going to Blockbuster, those VHS covers like just always got my eye because they always had the hockey mask, and I love those old-school, like, 70s, early 80s, like, fiberglass masks that goalies wore. Yeah. Um. And, like, the goalies, too, they would sometimes paint them to make them look creepy. they put skeletons and whatnot on them, and... uh they, they didn't offer any protection, I'll tell you that. Any hockey fan will tell you that. But uh, the, I love those old-school goalie masks. I love Jason. I think he's just great. Um, there's just something about him that I, always appealed to me. So he's definitely my favorite. Okay, great. So if you were being stalked
0: by a psycho killer, how would you take him out? And I know you're you're in great shape, so this is going <laughs> to be a good answer. So how, how would you take him out?
3: So I would probably – I'd probably be a little dirty, and I'd actually kick them in the nuts. Um, I feel like no one move. tries that. I feel like no <laughs> one tries it <that> enough. <laughs> so that would be my that'd be my goal. <laughs> if okay. I'm like fighting for my life, I'm gonna play dirty because it's my life on the line. <laughs> you, you and Poison play dirty, kick them in the nuts. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> all right. What,
0: what's your favorite horror movie or scary movie theme song
3: or Ooh. or score? Man, I mean, we're talking about John Carpenter. You know, yeah. with this one, I mean, man, you could just pick uh, any John Carpenter score. He's brilliant. But I'm going to give two. I'm going to give one John Carpenter and I'm going to give another one that I really sure. do love that's non-John Carpenter. So I definitely got to go Halloween as my first one because it's just – it's brilliant. I think, you know, like you said, this movie doesn't have a lot of blood or gore. No. But what really makes it scary is that score. You know, the, the piano and then two of those points were like – Michael Myers will just pop up, like, behind a car or out of nowhere, and you hear, like, the creepy, like, synth noises he does. It's an yeah. amazing score in it. Without that music, this movie isn't as scary, but with that music, it really adds this, like, sense of anxiety and tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I got to go with that one. And okay. my non-John Carpenter one is uh, another just amazing, like, classic horror movie made around the same time it is Phantasm. I oh, love okay. the score for the phantasm. It's real creepy and eerie uh, during the fall time. Like sometimes I like take walks, you know, at like sunset and like listen to like different horror themes. That's always one I love to listen to. And a great movie, by the way. I love phantasm. Real scary. Yeah,
0: that That's a great. I'm glad you brought that one up. Uh, this could be hard for you. But what's your favorite John Carpenter movie? Oh, shit.
3: <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to pick one. Well, I'm, I'm going to cheat here a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give one horror movie, since it is like a, a Halloween-themed episode, I'm going to give one horror movie, and I'm not going to make it Halloween, because that is my favorite John Carpenter. Okay. But since we're talking about the movie, I figure I'll choose something else for anyone that maybe isn't as familiar with John Carpenter's work outside sure. of this movie. And then I'm going to give one non-horror movie. Okay. So my favorite. Favorite John Carpenter horror movie that I recommend to people um, that isn't Halloween. I am going to go with Prince of Darkness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because a lot of people know about the thing and everyone obviously knows Halloween. So I'm gonna do like a Dark Horse one. Prince of Darkness is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna try and be quick here with how I explain it, but I can't really explain what it's about. But it's a movie that achieves what a lot of movies nowadays try to, where it tries to be very intelligent. It really tries to make you use your brain. It studies all these like really intellectual themes and like these religious themes as well, but it does it in a way where like you could be a very smart bookworm kind of person and get it, but you can also be an average Joe that maybe isn't the smartest guy or doesn't read up on a lot of this shit mm-hmm. and you'll understand it as well and you can fall along with it. It really makes you think. And I think Prince of Darkness is just phenomenal. It's a, it's another one of Carpenter's films that just – every time you watch it, you learn new things about it. You pick up different things, and it really makes you think, and it's just such a brilliant film. Mm-hmm. So that's my horror recommendation, my favorite horror, John Carpenter, that's not Halloween. And then my favorite Carpenter film that isn't a horror one is Big Trouble in Little China.
4: Oh, okay. I mean,
3: <laughs> what a fun movie. <laughs> Kurt Russell's hilarious as Jack Burton, and it's just yep. – if you like, you know, action comedy in the 80s with a little bit of, you know, with a little bit of uh, martial arts mixed in. I mean, Big Trouble is a fun movie. It's just that's like my favorite, like, hangover movie, too. Like <laughs> anytime I'm like I have a long night of partying, I wake up in the morning hungover. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm hungover. I need to I need to watch Big Trouble. Someone get me a copy.
0: <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's a wake up juice. Yeah. So great movie. What? Why do you think uh, the common horror movie um, trope, slasher especially, of having sex as a teenager equals getting killed, why did that become a thing? What's your theory?
3: I think because uh, a lot of the people that go to watch horror movies um, and the main uh, big demographic of horror movies is teenagers. And okay. what are teenagers doing? Teenagers are, you know, they're horny and they are wanting to have sex, you know. So what a perfect way to kind of scare them, you know, like with uh, hang them with something they're doing, you know. Uh, I think that's why. And, and then, too, you know, horror movies, they they like to show, you know, boobs and sex and whatnot uh, because they know they're going to get a lot of, like, you know, pre-teens and teens to see these movies. Maybe not so much well, anymore. You, pre-internet, definitely, definitely. Pre-internet, yeah. definitely. I, I was going to say, like, not so much maybe anymore, but pre-internet, yeah. I mean – Sometimes that was the closest thing you could get to seeing, like, you know, to, like a, a young boy seeing some boobs, you know? Absolutely. I mean, Skinamax basically stayed in business, I think, because of that. So. Yeah. But I think that's why, yeah. man. Because it's just, uh, you know, you're, that's your biggest demographic is teens and what are teens doing having sure. sex. So that's, that's the right. best way to scare or, them.
0: So last question. Uh, more than any other genre, horror lends itself to just countless sequels. And uh, maybe the answer is uh, obvious. Um, but especially where most of these endings, except for Halloween, the, the endings are pretty much wrapped up. So why do you think horror
3: more than anything leads to countless sequels? Well, definitely money. <laughs> yep. But yep. um but I mean that's a movie franchise, but I think because you know, horror in movies is like the the heavy metal is to music. It's mm-hmm. one of those things, it's like the fan base for horror movies is like different than any other fan base. They're like the most loyal most craziest where it's like people who are fan of horror movies. It's like more than just a movie genre they enjoy. It's like a lifestyle almost. And that's how like, like how heavy metal is with music. It seems like people that love heavy metal are different than fans of our genres. It's like a lifestyle to them. Horror is so big and there's just such a big market for it. I think that's why there's sequels. And, Even, like, the worst sequels you can think of to some of these horror franchises, people still find some enjoyment out of it, even if it's just the fact that, oh, man, the sequel is so bad, like, you need to see it, it's just so terrible. (laughs) It's just, there's something about it, it's just got such a loyal, like, following to it.
0: And again, nice tie in to Eric Jordan's uh, podcast, which is Rock All Over You. Check them out. Uh, Definitely the the current implementation with uh, Edwin, I would say you guys are about 18 episodes in. Uh, as we're recording this so you guys gonna keep going and keep doing kind of like your uh national natural offshoot of the rock and metal combat podcast it's a lot of fun they do different albums they haven't done all metal like there is some rock there was a beastie boys album so keep it up guys it's uh, i'm really happy to see that you guys are having fun with it and being successful
3: I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, we love doing it. And, uh, yeah, we, and actually, we may be doing a non-music episode for Halloween. Uh, we may be uh, have, around this time the, this episode comes out. We may have an episode where we just talk about horror. We're going to talk about okay. our memories of certain horror movies. So hopefully that will cool. be out.
0: Right, excellent. Probably around the same time as this. And, again, thank you, Eric. And uh, definitely look appreciate forward to it. having you on again.
3: Yep. Oh, it was great being on. Thank you, Brian. Okay, we are back,
0: and we have another first-time guest, which is always a lot of fun. It's Mark Alden-Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast. He also has a great YouTube show uh, called the Mark and Jerry BS Sessions, and he also has a radio show called the Freeform Rock Show, which is on thatmetalstation.com. Should sound very familiar because I'm on that, Metal Mike's on that, and uh, it's on every Tuesday night uh, from 9 p.m. Eastern time all the way till he wants to end. So welcome,
9: Mark. Hey, thank you nice being on here for once
0: <laughs> I know well you should enjoy this this is a this is gonna be a fun one and it's a nice mishmash of um, guests on this one and uh, so' I give you the the set questions I'm asking everyone the same questions we've had pretty much di- you know different answers for each one except for one question so it'll be interesting how this goes so the the first question is when's the first time you actually remember seeing the film
9: uh, I think it was on cable. Uh, I didn't see it in the movies. I saw a lot of horror movies back in the day because my mom would take me to all these movies that scare the fuck out of oh, Sorry, scare the crap out of me. And, <laughs> you can uh,
0: swear, Mark. Well, get this out of the way. You can say whatever you want, Mark. It's okay because you're not. I also know you're not rip roaring drunk, so I think that you'll you'll keep the swearing to a minimum. I think. Oh,
9: too. oh yeah, I didn't drink.
0: Yeah, am <laughs> so good. We're good. Okay, so so your mom was a big horror movie fan.
9: I guess so because I saw Death Ship. I saw all like Orca and all these horror (laughs) movies back in the drive-in, back in the day in the seventies. Yeah.
0: Do you remember enjoying it immediately, or was it something that kind of um, you know over time it became more of a a favorite for you?
9: Well, it it scared me because horror movies (laughs) all these horror movies always scare me, but I kept watching them because they I thought they were cool and it was on hbo or whatever channel we had back then and i just watched anything because they showed the same movies over and over and over back then so there no way you could get away from it so i, I watched it because i had nothing to do because if you didn't go on cable you had four channels
0: <laughs> that's exactly right and actually it was a better time in many ways because you would give something a chance that you normally wouldn't yeah so do, do you care about any of the sequels the remakes the re- boots i mean i'm assuming that the original from 78 your favorite but i don't know what what is you know do you care about the sequels
9: i I do like the rob zombie ones Uh, they're not that as good they're just cheesy fun for me Mm -hmm. but um the second one i think is the best one and then the the third one is kind of cool how it goes away from the canon so Mm -hmm. i like those two so why is the second one your favorite because it, it continues the story from the first one, because the first one wasn't over. <laughs> yeah, had right. to watch w- what happened.
0: <laughs> do you like that the first one had an ambiguous ending? Or do you, I mean, obviously led up to that sequel, but, uh, you know, how do, how do you feel about Or do you think they should have just left it as is?
9: I think they should have continued it, because that would have pissed me off if I <laughs> Michael was gone. <laughs> right. Where the hell did Michael go, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so let's ignore all of the future what happens and whatnot just concentrate on the first film why do you think that michael myers you know killed his sister in the beginning and why do you think he just kills in general
9: maybe he was jealous of his sister getting attention i have no idea because it seems like michael was pushed away Mm -hmm. like oh michael's here you know whatever you know they never gave him any attention and he goes up there and kills her after she has sex (laughs) right yeah so i don't know maybe he felt ostracized from his family because they looked like they didn't really care about him
0: yeah, that's a good theory. I don't, I don't actually I don't know if anyone's ever said that one before. So good job, Mark. What's your favorite kill or scene in the film? Uh,
9: I like the first one where he kills his sister and, and then he just comes outside holding the knife like nothing. He just looks numb. It just like it didn't mean anything to him. He just came out side held the knife up and it was like whoa this kid didn't really care that he what he just did right he didn't have no remorse and so no regret on it. it it was it was i thought that was killer to start the the series up from that it, well, it just definitely looks like he's pure evil absolutely
0: <laughs> and it definitely set the tone for the film because that's how it kind of went after that okay yeah. of the three classic slashers you know of course michael myers jason and freddie who's
9: your favorite freddie krueger and why because you can't get away from him <laughs> You can't get away from the guy. He, he's probably he can, the most superhero of them, I would say. Yeah, he controls your dreams. He could control any setting in your dreams. It's like you try to, you think you're away. You think you killed him. Nope, he's back.
0: <laughs> so he's your favorite character, but film-wise, do you, of the three films, which franchise do you like the most?
9: I, I like uh, I like Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, the first three. Yeah. Okay.
0: So if you were being stalked by a psycho killer, how would you take them out?
9: Okay, this is this is what I've always thought of. I'm going, <laughs> they shoot him. they stab them, they do this. You know, like in the first Friday the 13th, they cut off the mom's head. Right. Why didn't? Why don't they cut off their head? They're dead. They're gone. They can't, they can't reimpose their head back on their body. Yeah. Just cut off their head and be done with it.
0: <laughs> I could have sworn in one of the Friday the 13th, they do, and he still comes back. So, you oh, know? <laughs> For know me, that. it's always fire. Fire is always fire? the tried and true. Go back to Frankenstein. But even that, you know, Frankenstein keeps coming back. So, yeah. yeah but, okay. That, uh, there you go. In real life, cut off the head. I think that's a good idea. Uh, favorite horror movie or movie theme score, you know, or like
9: score? I think Friday the thir- 13th is pretty damn creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
9: <laughs> I think that's the creepiest one <laughs> compared to uh, but Halloween's pretty good uh, because uh, uh, John Carpenter wrote the theme. He wrote a. Uh, he's a musical genius that people think about it but i like the friday the 13th score the best and, the,
0: and that's the thing about carpenter he does everything like he writes the films he does the score he directs he can pretty much
9: do everything yeah what
0: is your favorite john carpenter film
9: uh that would be um god ah, dang it i should have wrote it down uh big trouble in little china
0: that's funny because uh, Mark, uh, eric jordan picked the same one he picked two <laughs> but as a non-horror film that was his favorite as well so why, uh, my, why why big trouble
9: oh it's funny and i love kurt russell <laughs> even i haven't watched the thing you know people are, i have it mm-hmm. i have never watched it so i need to watch it so maybe that will be one of my favorites
0: a lot of people love that you should actually watch the original and the uh, remake they're completely different obviously different tone um but yeah i think you'll you'll appreciate both of them because they they obviously um carpenter was inspired by the original
9: yeah, I would have put they live also.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's that's a very good one. Yeah. All right. So obviously we kind of alluded to this from the beginning. Uh, why do you think the common horror slasher trope of having sex as a teenager it, it becomes you know they end up getting the first killed? Why do you think that became a thing in horror films?
9: Maybe this was the religion in the movies. They want to show you that sex is bad. Mm-hmm. And they want to say, if you have sex, this is going to happen to you. So don't have sex till you're married. I don't know. I just I'm just thinking it's kind of religion getting into the movies, maybe mm-hmm. trying to control the kids by watching a movie. Say, hey, look, if you have sex before you're married, you're going to get killed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Well, it kind of goes all the way back to the Hays Code. I mean, that was the whole decency stuff came from they didn't want to piss off the the uh, you know that the the christian um, majority at the time this is back in the 30s so yeah. maybe yeah so maybe it definitely um, that fell into play as well so to kind of wrap it up more than any other genre horror films have like the most sequels now i think the obvious answer is because of money but why do you think that horror ends up being you know the one that keeps having more and more remakes and reboots and whatnot
9: i think because they're cheap to make I think mm. it's easy, you don't the the name actors who weren't famous back then, you got Jamie Lee Curtis where well, you got Kevin Bacon, you got uh, yeah. Johnny Depp. They weren't famous when they made these movies. They were easy to sign and you get all these good actors before they make it. And so it's cheaper to make and it's very cheap. Love what it cost them, like 10 million to make a horror movie compared to mm-hmm. like Top Gun, which is 100 million to make. So it's sure. easier to make. And they 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 usually recoup their money back.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Actually, if you go all the way back, um, Clint Eastwood's first few films were like kind of those uh, sci-fi, you know, giant, I think he was in Tarantula. He was in The Creature from the Black Lagoon, or at least the the sequel. So it's kind of funny to see, you know, they get these starts in these uh, creature feature horror films.
9: Yeah, so I think it's just cheap. It's cheap to make, and they don't really uh, need to spend too much money on them. So,
0: I, actually, I'll, I'll do this with you, kind of wrap everything up. So, you just recently watched the film. Is there anything new you picked up from this recent viewing? Because I know you got it on, I think, 4K.
9: Yeah, uh, the beginning, again, with the uh, Killing His Sister, how numb he was to it. I didn't notice that before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, he's just standing there straight, not even moving. He just comes out the door, and he's just standing there holding the knife up like nothing happened.
0: Mm-hmm. I also appreciate the film was almost like a Hitchcock film. It really isn't gory at all, and there's not that many kills if you if you go back and rewatch it.
9: No, it is. There's not that many kills in this movie. It's more suspenseful. Like what's exactly. gonna happen? Like when he walks, like he walks into some house and he doesn't kill people. He takes a knife and runs out. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then goes yeah. and gets no, other I, yeah. people.
0: Uh, exactly, and I think this is better for people that don't like slasher films they probably would love this film at least more than any other in the series yeah agreed well thank you for doing this Mark we'll definitely have you on for others and uh, no I appreciate you taking the time no problem it was fun if you are ever in the San Francisco Bay Area and still love collecting or renting DVDs or VHS tapes come check out Captain Video in San Mateo at 2837 South El Camino Real Captain Video is open six days a week and closed on Wednesday and one of the last traditional video stores still running in the United States. New movies you can rent for 2 dollars a day. Old movies you can rent for $2.99 for five days. And if renting isn't your thing, you can also purchase anything you find in the store. Be sure to tell Ira that you heard about Captain Video from the Damn Good Movie Memories podcast. Happy renting and happy collecting at Captain Video. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad B. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.